And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, Danny girl. What's good with you? How uh, How's your weekend going? Oh, honey. Um, it's been pretty good. It's been uneventful. I got some much needed rest. But um, yeah, my son is out in the country with his family. So I actually got a chance to get a break today. And um, I'm going to go shopping. And, okay. Uh, that means um, we ain't going to be here all day, I guess. Um, no, honey, we're not. Okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't being sarcastic with that. I mean, you, you got stuff to do. You got plans. So. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, babe. Hey, buddy. Shopping is always fun. Hey, y'all. Um, yeah, my weekend has been pretty, pretty good weekend. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I, I really can't even remember what I did on Friday. But, um, I went out with my bae last night and we went to listen to some live music and had a nice dinner. And it was just, we had a really fun time. And then, um, today, same regular Sunday stuff. So cleaning the house, laundry, you know prepping dinner, stuff like that. Um, yeah, for I'm so happy I don't have to cook today, honey. I know oh, you are. Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> he's going to be in the country until sometime this evening. So um, I'm trying to do myself a big favor and get mm -hmm. ahead of my Christmas shopping and stuff oh, like that. Oh, you already getting on it. Yeah, um, I'm you. also planning my son's birthday. And so it's like little things that I'm trying to get ahead oh, of yeah. because I'm usually like last minute. And what I'm day always is his birthday. His birthday is uh, I'll tell you when we get off because Sunday oh, okay. already. Yeah, um, but okay, okay. it's it's soon. Okay. And so I'm usually always last minute running around. Oh, my gosh, we need to do this. Oh, my gosh, we need to do that. Mm. And yeah, so I'm saying. I'm going to get ahead of everything this year. Mm -hmm. And so I won't be, um, I won't be crying. And um, yeah. Um, well, Donnie, it's good. funny that you say trust the shooter. Let me tell y'all what happened last night. Concrete, I'm always in a crazy situation. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say I'm wondering how I got there because I, I know what it is that I do to 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 get there. But last night, um, Teapot hosted a debate on his channel. It was Obsidian versus the world. A um, couple people came in to debate. Cool. Great. In the chat, there is a guy who used to go by the name of YouTube News and Reviews. Oh, now yeah. I, th I think his name is San Antonio News and News or something. San Antonio News and something, right? So I'm not realizing this was YouTube News and Reviews, right? But mm -hmm. the guy starts joking with me. Um, and we joke back and forth a little bit. Then he tells me. Uh, don't ever disrespect me again. So I'm like, what in the hell is he talking about? Like, I'm not thinking that I did anything disrespectful outside of, you know, us joking back and forth. Um, so he starts with the insults. I started with the insults. He said uh -oh. something about, um, did I sell my body? And I told him I sold it to his dad. Um, and then we had him, right? 
he snapped like don't talk about my day call me um well he didn't he couldn't call me names or anything in the chat because teapot runs a strict chat during those debates cool so i ignored him for a while um then he comes back and he says well sister george i apologize for everything that i said but don't talk about my dad the last thing I responded with is with is okay, right? Mm -hmm. Girl, ask me why that man and did a video calling me all kind of bitches. Really? Seriously. Like oh my seriously. Gosh. And the title, I was like, is this guy freaking serious? Like oh my gosh. Um, so um, we're I'm mentioning this because if there is ever a case of a person trying to run up. Um, you gonna know what the motive is if I shoot him and kill him because I don't shoot the play. I, 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 the first thing they tell you when you are uh, dealing with guns, if you gonna get a gun, you shoot to kill. You don't shoot yeah. to play with nobody. Right. So you that's don't shoot to what wound. it is. Yeah. Right. And so I wanted to make sure that this was public, um, because he's he's crazy. He's he's mental. It's something wrong with him. Wow. He always seemed really cool, like just chill, like kind of low key. I never noticed him you know, behaving, you know, out of pocket. Um, but I, I had popped in there just briefly and I saw he said, he he tagged me and said something like, uh, he was like kind of trying to pit us against each other and I seen what he was yeah. doing and I just ignored him. But I, did. Um, I got I out of to do the same quick. thing. I'm like, uh, yeah, I um, didn't stick around long, but I did see that part. Um, they yeah. started getting disrespectful and you know, going in about not to me, um, just Brianna Taylor and different things about that. And I'm like, uh uh, that I ain't even about to deal. So I got out of there quick, but um, yeah, I did see him mention me. Yeah, um, he's been on something for a while because he offered he wanted to do uh wanted to do a show with us and a couple of other uh lady YouTubers, and I think we had actually forgot. Um, I remember you, know, you mentioning it to me. Too. Yeah, I think we had actually forgot, and it was like it wasn't anything personal. I just think we forgot. Um, but he, the way he kept coming at it, it was like because he mentioned it quite a few times. He did a video about that, and I'm like, oh hell no, nah, this my really. Yes. Wow. Um, you know what? That's just weird. Um. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that aside from the fact that that's just weird. And, you know, are people really, even if, you know, forbid, God forbid, you know, something unfortunate happened to his dad and stuff, you have no way of knowing that. And if he coming at you, like, there's no rules to engagement when you, when you, you know, going back and forth with someone. That's you know what, what I mean? I'm trying to understand. And it's like, you talking, but I've noticed a lot of people in this space, they, they feel like they can say whatever to you. But now if you uh, hit them below the belt, then it's it, it, they want to call foul. And so it, it's some weird shit to me. But, you know, this served as my this serves as a, a public service announcement. Don't run your ass up. That's all I'm going to say. And anyway, well, well, well. Yeah. Um, you know, there was something I was going to say before you said that. I can't even remember. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. I think the weekend. Oh, you were talking about Christmas shopping. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just can't even believe that you're already getting a um, head start on that. I think that's so dope. Like, I I usually go all out for my kids um, for Christmas, and I am trying. Like, I I kept saying, okay, so I'm not gonna do big Christmases for them anymore since they're young adults. And my youngest daughter always says, well my oldest daughter got two more years of gifting f- than she got. So she's like, well, I oh, feel like wow. I get two more years. So like, th- then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to get you something and not get my oldest daughter something. So I always get roped it. Like, this is the first year that I didn't do like, don't, don't y'all don't judge me, but like Easter baskets for my kids. And like, and it wouldn't you be like Easter, Easter baskets. Basket? Li- no, I would make them like Victoria's Secret stuff. Like you most still, of my daughters are cute. like glam into glam. I would get them like Sephora stuff and just, you know, Ulta going and get like, it would be stuff that oh, they damn. could use. You still, you, you want to adopt some, some kids? Listen, I still, like last year, I still did them um, stockings and everything. I am like horrible. So I'm, I've been trying to like wean them off. So I'm like, okay, this year, like literally, I'm not spending over $500. I want to be your kids, concrete. I'm telling you, it's hard though. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't I want to be your daughter. whatever it's easier for little kids but you know they're like young adults so they want expensive stuff and my daughter talking about you know she wants a gucci purse and i'm like no no my mama's not doing that so yeah you um, think okay my son honey um it's kind of funny to me because it's weird to watch your kids develop it's so funny to watch your kids develop right mm mm-hmm and so I remember when he was like two or three years old, he didn't care what he put on, right? Honey, mm-hmm. um, he has preferences. He doesn't want to wear these jeans with this ah, shirt. He, oh, he got to be stylish. Honey, but I'm like, who, bruh? His mama stylish. You you can't do, uh-uh. His mama stylish. You can't do him. Babe. The funniest thing, he wouldn't even get a haircut really? now. It's like, ain't it about time for me to go get a haircut? Oh um, he's gosh. trying to grow his little dreads out and stuff. So he's oh. like, uh, um, don't you think it's time for me to get my hair retwisted? When am I going? I'm like, dude. Oh my gosh. But listen, okay, do you consider yourself high maintenance? <laughs> Because no. you seem high maintenance. I'm just going to keep it real. So what? you can't okay. expect as okay. a high maintenance person to not have a high maintenance child. So this is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say like, I would be on the medium high side as mm-hmm. opposed to high maintenance. So, so let you not have your hair done. Uh-uh. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to be honest with you. Hair the, hair, the hair, hair, nails, mm-hmm. feet, that has to stay yeah. done. Mm-hmm. That, and that, that, but that to me, that's not high maintenance. That's um, just maintenance. Yeah, that's maintenance. And I feel like most don't, I'm not even going to say most women should maintain that because uh, what I feel might be cool. Another woman might be like, well, I'm not no. really focused on that. I'm focused on these bag shoes, cars, houses, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And See, so, Carlin going to say you ain't high maintenance. He's supposed to say that. So, I mean, I expect him to say that. <laughs> but you know, the, the thing is, he can afford me. Listen, okay. I'm <laughs> telling you, like, I talk to I talk to Danny often. She's high maintenance, like y'all, for real. Now, what? I get it. I used to be high maintenance. Like, and my ex, he, he wouldn't, like, I'm telling you, like, he, he would be like, we lived outside of Chicago. So he'd be like, okay, you know, like we would regularly go to Chicago, you know, get my hair done, go shop and stuff like that. 
But now, I mean, like pedicures are a must. Keeping my feet done. I paint my own nails. Um, you know, I was natural. Like I, I literally have been. I was started my natural hair journey like 2014. So like six years. So I would maintain my own hair a lot. Every once in a while, I would get braids. But now uh, my hair is locked, so I maintain my own hair as far as it being locked. And so I used to be high maintenance, so I know what that looks like. But <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's at no, all whatsoever. What makes you say that I'm high maintenance, though? I can tell by the conversations that we have. It's obvious. Like, let your hair not be done. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's one example. Like, seriously. That's a, okay. that's a sign of a high maintenance woman. No, this is to me, because this to me, uh -huh. this is what high maintenance is. Like with me, um, I have some designer things. I don't have a closet full of designer things. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe in quality over quantity. Right. Um, but I am not above shopping at Target. Right. Um, and I think there's a spectrum of like, high, yeah, okay, you ain't, you are not on the higher end of the Yes. Like, I'm not, I don't have like, um, like, yeah, I'm like not going to turn my nose yeah, I, I, like I if we like have to eat a, a, a plate five lunch. Five-star restaurants and stuff like Yeah, that. if we have to eat a plate lunch, I'm not tripping. If we go to the right. joint in the hood, I'm not tripping. <sighs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, but you do have some women who are like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, um, turning their nose up at stuff. Yeah, yeah still, oh, I, I'm still drink Hennessy, so I guess the. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, now, I like. I, but now I've tried. Um, I mm -hmm. think there are about three versions of the high end Hennessy that I haven't tried, but I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm real away from having. <laughs> But see, okay, so I, I, you're medium maintenance. Then he's right. Uh, Curlin, um, you know, like I would be on the medium <laughs> side. Like I'm not ridiculous. Like if he okay. wants to, uh, if he wants to go to, um, like let's say we go to a little fish hut or something, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. turn my nose up at that. Or if he right, wants right, to get right. for the day, I'm not turning my nose up at that and looking at him crazy. Like okay. I'm gonna eat. Um, I'm gonna eat good. I'm gonna be mm -hmm. happy. And yeah, I feel like I'm. I'm yeah, I'm really, medium I'm like, maintenance. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> call myself on a bougie side. Maybe okay. a tad, maybe just a smidge. Like I ain't just gonna stay anywhere. I ain't gonna just right certain things that you're like. And I, yeah. I think most women like there's certain things that I'm very particular about. You know, hotels and stuff like that. So I'm just extremely. I'm more a little bit compulsive about stuff. So that's kind of where certain some of my standards come from. But I get it. Okay, so you're medium maintenance. Medium, and yeah, with it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't um, now. Curlin, Curlin, Curlin is, is high maintenance. Yes, oh, honey, Lord. I um, can see it, baby. <laughs> I can see it, and thing, that's the crazy thing. Like for men to be high maintenance is crazy because I technically I would I would describe my fiance as high maintenance. Definitely, he's high maintenance, but yeah. he doesn't mind <laughs> like spending on things that he values. So that's yeah. him. Um, honey, you know, I, I was thinking like um, certain things I thought would be kind of easy because he's a guy and mm -hmm. it's like the type of shit that he's into. His uh, hobbies are mm -hmm. extra high, like expensive. Okay. Um, he's into computers. You remember uh, that I was trying to find him a gift or something. And so... Mm -hmm. You, do you remember when I came to um, Atlanta and I was trying to find him a gift? Yes. And set up? Mm -hmm. When we met. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, honey, it was like everything in the damn store. I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, those are the hardest people to shop for. Yeah, and so he his hobbies include cars and, uh, and tech, expensive and hobbies. So the cheap shit he goes, he's gonna get that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like most of that shit might come included or whatever, whatever. Oh yeah, but get all the like trinkets. The stuff that he needs is like the shit over five, six hundred dollars. Oh I'm no, like, no, no. Listen, hey? uh-uh, no. See, I understand, and that's the same. My fiance, he he's not into tech, but he likes he makes his own wine. So he wants like wine barrels, and you know, he is oh he doesn't play culture, and he is you know started studied um herbology and iridology and like stuff like that. That like I'm like, wait, what is it? Explain it to me again. So he likes things that are like outside of the norm or the realm of things that I'm familiar with, but I can find some affordable stuff. It's just, you got like, you know, he, you, I have to um, be creative in my search. Child, I was like, does Micro Center have a layaway? Like, uh -uh, what's good? Uh -uh. Is he getting his <laughs> PS5? Child, uh, you know you know I had to buy him one. I'm, you know I'm trying to turn him into a pookie. Listen, um, I've seen all the memes about it. Like, uh-uh. Oh, that's something that just that's just for pookies. No, some there are some hardcore gamers that are like not pookies at all. Child, I done bought him three pair of Air Max and a, a PS5. It, it's official. Oh, uh, oh, it's official now. Yeah, I got him drinking Hennessy and everything, honey. It's, it's oh official. my gosh. <laughs> he like Hennessy. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> that's fun. That is funny. You know, um, the first person he tried Hennessy with. Somebody said PS5 for broke dudes. Oh, wow. Really? I mean, I don't know nothing about gaming systems. I thought, oh, wow. Really? My well, what's for men who got money then? <laughs> if a PS5 is for broke dudes, I guess create, you know, getting a computer built from scratch. Child, he builds Dang. his own machines. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and you know, Curlin's so bougie. Curlin be talking mm -hmm. shit that I have no clue about. Mm -hmm. I be feeling like uh, you know how Kelly Bundy is. I be feeling like, oh, that's what. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, I didn't even know. Listen, me too. <laughs> I'm always like, you gotta explain it to me. That's the one thing though I um, enjoy is having a partner who doesn't make me feel stupid. That's why I was so triggered last week. I mean, our last show with um, with Complex because like if I don't know something, <laughs> I'm not afraid to say I don't know that. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. No one knows everything. So, like, to try to shame somebody because they don't know, I'm quick to be like, okay, can you explain that to me? Like, I would rather, like, I'm not going to pretend like, like I know. Known. You should have figured it out. You right, basically. Known. That's so obnoxious, though. <laughs> but anyways. I like Complex. Complex my guy. Oh, I, 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 I rock with Complex. He's one of the few people that I really, really, you know, I, I, um, I rock with him. But, um, yeah. still, was being obnoxious, but <laughs> okay, no. But to, the, to the actual topic of discussion, we doing all this chit chatting, um, and I know you got things to do tonight. Get your shopping on. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, the, the actual topic of discussion. So we're gonna be talking about f boys and how you can identify their mental manipulation. Oh, honey, have you ever dealt with an f boy? Really? That's how you um, just gonna uh, <laughs> open it up? Oh, have you ever? Have you yeah, ever? Girl, I think you I know, have. talk about these experiences. You'll be like, well, hmm. yeah, I have, but I picked up on it. It was someone that I dated, not in a relationship, and I picked up on it pretty quickly within the first few months and, you know, um, ended things. So, but yes, I have. 
Mm. To answer uh, the question. Shout out to D Mac the trucker. He said manipulation is what the YouTube therapist did. Don't you get over here with this goddamn uh -oh. slander on D Derail now. Oh, uh, listen, I'm so mad we can't play that song because I would be every five minutes like, let's let's hit, hit it for the one time. Like, let's do that. Um, but that, it was no. a bop. It's a bop. No, you don't no need slander. We'll be tolerating in this chat now. It's a Shit. whole vibe. Um, okay, but what about you? <laughs> have you ever, have you ever Child. dealt with the F boy? Child, yeah, yes. I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> so what no, I fun? used to have um Go ahead. I used to be attracted to players mm -hmm. and um it was something about getting the guy that all the women wanted and having that guy eating uh, out of my mm -hmm. hands it was a thing but then realizing that these guys do that shit and then they flip the script mm, yeah honey um Mm -hmm. Yeah, honey. Listen, honey. you know what? That's interesting. I I never. I don't like men who. I like the guys who are low key. So I've always liked like the low key guys. Like I hate like most players that I know. Like they're flashy, and that is like a, a turn off to me. So I like like oh. low key guys. That's like you wouldn't you really not paying attention to, but he's like you know super dope but you know so that's that's always always been my style but I, like i said i have you know i, you I, I fell for it once this is the thing though and now there is a certain kind of flashy guy that i don't like like i don't necessarily like flashy guys oh okay but if you look closely then you understand like if you know products and you know uh things then you know mm -hmm. certain things money right right and so he doesn't have to have a shit with the name brand splattered all over it but if you look closely then you know um what it's hidden for you know what i'm saying and so it would be like guys that may not necessarily be over the top handsome but they had it was just that genesis quality they had about them but other women also noticed that shit too you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and so um that used to be a type for a while. Now I've never really been into thugs. Like thugs never really were my, like I didn't really ever want nobody too rough because right, 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 right. Um, yeah. and I want to say it was Dr. Bay. We were in the ninth grade, mm -hmm. and um, I was talking to somebody that was a little rough on the edges, and she was like, you know, if they start out like this, you know, they they don't do anything but go lower than that. Yeah, and so she had kind of turned me off from thugs early. Mm -hmm. And so we would get, we would date like guys that would be a little bit smarter, but mm -hmm. they still, you know, if they were captain of the football team or the basketball team, they had bitches and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. you cute. Or they really had something going for themselves. Oh yeah, he cool. See, you know? that was the thing. You know how, like, I, uh, I have to be, attraction is a big thing for me. We were talking about this last night on Platinum's. But um, because he was talking about incels, um, I have to be like, I like fine men. <laughs> you have to be oh, fine. Wow, like, you can be low key <laughs> all you want, but um, fine better be somewhere up in there. Like I, you know, like attractive men. So um, yes. yeah. Yes. So like, of course, you know, women are going to notice them because I like attractive men. I just don't like a bunch of 
flash, uh, you know, so to speak, uh, you know, the rims and the, you know. Oh, girl, like, that, know, that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> ew. Yeah. I yeah. gotta be mad at shit. I see guys with, I met um a guy, this is prior to uh, Curlin and I, but um, mm-hmm. this guy bought a damn Range Rover and put rims on the Range Rover. I was oh, like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, like, if you uh-uh. don't grow up, dude, mm-hmm. you don't get your ass out of 1990. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just not my thing. Like, like I said, I just like, I like you know, kind of key. But, okay, no. So, going back to the F-Boys, how, what, how did you know? Like, what, what were some of the signs that you picked up on personally that let you know, like, this dude is, you know, a clown, a whole clown? Like, okay. how did you p- pinpoint his mental manipulation? Okay. So, one thing that guys will do, um, they want to... T- so, you'll have guys that'll take you out on nice dates, but you'll go on these dates and they let you do all the fucking talking. And you're talking and you're telling him all of your business. You're going into details. He's listening to every word you say. Um, People will do that kind of thing to make sure that they know more about you than you do about them. And I realize, and you know, hindsight being 2020, you don't realize how much shit that you'll tell a person um, because I like to be open and honest with people. Oh, me too. I'm an open book. Yeah. And so when you're an open book and you're telling all your things and you're not noticing that this person isn't giving you a lot of feedback about themselves, but they're steady asking you questions about you. That's a sign of manipulation. Um, If he's inviting you over to his house right off, um, women don't really think about this stuff, but if you're going over to his house, then that's he's the dominant one in his castle. That's his house. He gets to run things. And so I've seen guys that say that um, no uh, street clothes. Like if if y'all going back to the bedroom to watch a movie, and you, you know, women be thinking that you're really going to watch a movie. Or I used to think that at first, and so then Listen, I felt stupid. And I, already I don't know. even. Care. We didn't been. I didn't been there. Look. I, I yeah. No street clothes. <laughs> right. And so you'll have guys that say no street clothes on my bed. <laughs> Okay, um, well, let's sit in the living room. Let's sit in yeah. your room. <laughs> Ain't nobody about to play with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. What about, um, because I, I got a few Let me more. tell you some, let me tell you a few of the signs that I pinpointed. I told you, like, the guy who I dated, I had gotten out of um, a relationship. I was with my ex for oh, 14 and a half years. And so I had not dated since I was a very young teenager and um uh there were just things that well first of all you know most of my uh, not most of but probably half of my friends at the time were single so hearing all their horror stories and the horrible things that they went through i was kind of on high alert for certain things but not others so yeah. like some you know uh, dating this guy he seemed extremely nice but as with most F boys, mm. there were a ton of red flags, mm. and some of the red flags, just a few of them, I'm just gonna touch on first. Um, so one of them was the excuses, it was always an excuse. <laughs> so I'm sorry, give me one second, hold on, okay. Uh, Donnie, we was there to watch the movie, so, I was just, okay. You bet, okay. No, good. go ahead, I wanted to hear what you was gonna say to Donnie. 
No, I thought we really was there to watch the movie. Like I know what you did last summer had just came out. <laughs> Blockbuster and chill. <laughs> Listen. Um okay, but this guy, it was like the excuses. So uh, you know, um when we met, we hung out and stuff and I think like the first, uh, you know, our first date, um, he was in like a van and he said, oh, you know, my, 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 you know, regular car is in the shop right now. And, you know, like it was just like starting out the gate with the excuses. So then, you know, it went from that to, um, oh yeah, I know we planned a date tonight, but I just got into a car accident. Um, you know, then after that excuse, it was, oh, you know, um, they called me into work. You know, it was just excuse after excuse after excuse. It was just always something. I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to be playing with you. The only thing was, I can say this. Typically, when I date, like going into, you know, when as a newly single person, I already said, okay, so when I date, unless we're exclusive, I'm going to date other people. So, I, you know, I was cool. Okay, you busy? Okay, well, I'll make plans with someone else. So I wasn't yeah. like, hung up on him at the time because, you know, I was dating, you know, someone else too. But mm. um, the other, I just want to go into one more um, thing that he did that was a red flag that, you know, let me know. Um, he was just kind of very secretive not to the point that you know mm -hmm. the business is your business but you know he you know we hang out we at dinner he flipped his phone over on the other side you gotta look <laughs> at it he's kind of leaning back so you can't see what's on his phone you know like just like the uber super super secretive type of like it was mm -hmm. just absolutely silly and you know like you know after dating for a few um about a couple weeks i'm like okay well you know you could pick me up and we could go out and he no let's just meet there and i'm like is this a woman car is this you know i you know right. i just started you know questioning um you know his his intentions and i started to see that he was just really being manipulative so those were two of the main things the excuses and the uber secretiveness that i was like yeah this guy is playing the mental manipulation game now, this is what I'll tell women, too. Um, guys will use a woman's ego against her, right? Um, so this is one of the things I noticed about a guy I was dating. And we weren't, we, I thought it was going to be something serious at one point. But I realized after I met his family. Mm -hmm. So me and this guy, we dated hot and heavy. Um, we would go out to restaurants. He would take me on the best dates. And I was like, oh, yes. And I'm thinking that I was so deserving of, right? Mm -hmm. um, we ran into his mom at Walmart one day. So he's like the type, oh. he was the type of guy to go out in public with you. Um, you ain't have to hide. Y'all weren't doing Netflix and chill. We, we, we kicking it, right? So I remember him taking me to a barbecue that his family had, right? Nobody mm -hmm. acted excited to see that he had a woman, which told me that he brings all his hoes to everybody. He brings ah! all of them over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that, you know, like, oh, they should be excited to meet me. You know, he's bringing me around his family. Uh, this must be serious to him. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't anything. Nobody treated me like I was special. His mama was, and she gave me the driest hay. She was like, oh, hey, baby, oh, wow. how you doing? And That's she went on about her business. And I was like, well, damn. 
if he bringing a woman home, that should be a big deal. But I realized that guys will bring whoever home and mamas are the worst because mm -hmm. women cover for their kids. Women oh, will help these dudes manipulate your ass. Yeah. Oops. Listen, that is another good point. Mama will help him manipulate you. That's a lot. A lot of women do not pay attention to that sign. Mama is in on it. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. Then you have guys who do uh with the love bombing, and so uh they love bomb you. He wants to call you all day. He's keeping up with you. Your mm. every move. He knows everything you do. Um, he's checking to see where you're at. So, but he ain't telling you where he at. But he checking in to make sure he know where you at at all times. Um, that's a form of manipulation. Um, what else? Because I got some notes here, honey. Um, Let me touch on a few. Okay. really quickly so um now this has never happened to me personally but like because you know for me being that i was a single mother uh when i did start dating you wouldn't come into my house like at all yeah. <laughs> um so that that was just my that was my rule like you, you're not coming to my house like you know till we're like monogamous you ain't even won't even be introduced to my children but um he don't want to go out so he always wants to you know, come over or, you know, with takeout or, you know, you come over his house and cook something for him. He just never wants to go out. And in the beginning, you may think that's romantic. Oh, he's going to cook for me. Oh, he's bringing takeout and wine. You know what I mean? But it begins to, you begin to see that it's a pattern and there's a reason that he don't want to go out. And oh. one other quick one is things don't add up. You know, what he's mm -hmm. saying you, what's, what he's saying to you versus what he's doing just does not add up. He's, you know, alleging that he's single, but he can't answer the phone after a certain time of night. He has to mm. text you, you know what I mean? Or there's right. long blocks of time in his, in the evening when you know he's <laughs> off work where he can't reply or respond to your text Maybe, messages. And, and don't nobody go sleep faster than a nigga that's cheating on you, honey. Um, yeah, Maybe. I'm trying to tell you. Listen, I feel like they all share the same lies, though. Like, the whole hospital thing, like, I've heard other girlfriends say yes. that, or, oh, you know, you know, I, I, I got drunk. I got, like, it's all like, they there's like, like a, a rule book or a playbook that they're passing around honey um the victimhood is especially one that works on most women when a guy tells you he's been hurt and he he's oh, been yeah. um so injured and he doesn't know if he's ready for love but you guys can mm. try mm. and you're doing certain things to prove yourself to be the woman for him but not realizing he got six more bitches doing the same man listen exactly Exactly. You bringing over your mama's casserole and shit. Ooh, he got listen. a refrigerator full. <laughs> you know what else? That's that's a new thing. That that is a new tactic that I've seen men try to run, and it's never happened to me. But like they push this narrative that um, women nowadays don't cook, and it's in an effort to get you to cook or to try to prove that you know how to cook. You know, like that. That's the new game too that they're running. Ask Carlin mm -hmm. how long it took me to cook for him. Oh, I want to know. <laughs> now I'm interested in knowing. Um, you Ro know Carlin. what it was? I, I would, and I would tell guys that I couldn't cook. I, I would literally tell them that I couldn't cook because mm -hmm. I wanted to see, like, um, if I don't cook, then what? You know, are we going to go out? Uh, are you going to cook? What's go what's up? Oh, you know? okay. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, he said, too dang long. <laughs> that's that's how you doing it though. 
Oh, uh, baby, I was single out here. Hell, oh, no everybody knows. <laughs> I, I probably like I always. I mean, I, I, if I'm asked that question, you know, I have two children. Of course, I know how to cook. You know, like you know, it's it's silly to me. I feel like all human beings over a certain age should know how to cook. You know. Um, and I'm not mm-hmm. like, you know, I know some younger girls, they know just how to cook chicken Alfredo and tacos. No, I know how to cook. cook. Like, seriously, stop, stop it. You know, my family Maybe. is from Mississippi. I know how to cook. Uh, honey, um, I, uh, I was telling them I, I know how to hook up a mean hamburger helper. Oh, and, no. And, 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 I can hook up a mean hamburger. I can boil a mean hot dog, baby. It's so funny that you see women that are you know, overly um, concerned with, you know, how men, how they're being perceived. So they're trying to prove that they know how to cook. Whereas your mm-hmm. approach was the flip side. Like, oh, you want, yeah, you know, no, I, I don't know how to so, cook. Uh, women, women, and, and don't get me wrong. I think there is a certain value that a woman needs to place on herself. If she, if she does deem herself to be a good woman, mm-hmm. but um, there are boundaries, and I think a lot of women go into relationships and meeting a guy initially, they go in head first and they go in with their whole heart, mind, and soul into a situation. But you don't really know people until you really get to know people. And so if you're going in full-fledged, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you having sex, you're doing everything sexually. Um, you're being the best person you can be, not realizing you're necessarily in a competition with another woman who might be doing these same things. And so then the guy doesn't usually settle for any of, he doesn't settle for the majority, of course. Mm. He picks the one that he was going to pick in the first place. But usually when he was not the one doing um jumping <laughs> whatever you like. That's she, true. You, like you, you can all it. I've seen that. You know, you can't go out of your way in order to uh, you know, you can't go out of your way to make a man fall in love with you. You know, I don't think that you trying to impress him or you know trying to put put pull out all the stops, um, so to speak, is what's going to sway him. I mean, I think most men after some. P- point in time you're going to be able to see through it especially if it's all an act um yeah. if this isn't who she really is if she's not being genuine they'll eventually be able to see through it but i think when women want men when a woman wants a man she wants to go all out she wants to prove herself but the mm. problem is um when a guy isn't all about you it it makes things difficult because you jumping from leg to leg and he's mm. home we're still doing him. You didn't drop yeah. all the guys you was dating because you feel like he the one. He's not looking. He's not even thinking of you in the same aspect. Yeah. But he's thinking of you. That's a good point for the for the moment. And that's I, a I good point. I can't even say that that's um unfair of him to think so. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I think that um you know, the energy you put in should be reciprocated. Like if you are going all out of your way and, you know, like I I am extremely observant and I take pride in if it's someone that I'm enjoying the nature of our relationship and your company and things are, um, 
you know, um, elevating, so to speak. We are, you know, um, you know, trying to get to know each other, but things seem to be moving forward. Um, yeah. I'm going to pay attention to everything about you. Your scent, things that you tell me about your childhood, when you make mention just slightly of your favorite beer, your favorite band, your favorite yeah. baseball team. I am extremely observant. However, I'm simply taking notes in the beginning until you until I feel as though it's worth worth me uh, investing into making sure that I'm going out of my way to do do nice things for you. But that's not a temporary thing. That is who I am. And that's something that I'll do throughout the duration of our relationship. Yeah. Um, then this is what I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. um, well, this is a thing, too. Um, if anything is ever confusing, if it is ever confusing to you as a woman or as people, if a situation is confusing, like if you have to wonder how somebody feels about you, mm. that shit is manipulation. Ooh. When people want to deal with you, they going to make it clear. It's going to be a hundred. It's going to yeah. be loud. It's gonna That's be true. I'm not going to necessarily say it's going to be everything that you want it to be. But mm -hmm. it's not going to be confusing at all. If right. you ever get into a situation and you're confused about how a person feels about you, right. you're being manipulated. I agree. And I feel like at this age, which technically we are middle age, like the average person. Oh, no, ma'am. I'm I'm not te middle technically, age. Technically, <laughs> technically. Technically, 40 is middle age because the average person lives to be what? Let me just say at this age, because, I, I, you know. But at this age, uh, I don't even believe in investing my time in someone that I have to ask, what are we? You know what I mean? Where is this going? Right. That should be made evident. I should know what your intentions are. There shouldn't be, I shouldn't have to question that along the way. You know, I, there shouldn't be long spans of time where I'm not sh just sure what this is turning into or what this is developing into. I'm just like, I mean, I'm too old for that. Yes. Um. Well, are you ready to open it up? Let's open it up and see what you guys have to say about mental manipulation. But I do want to make a caveat. So we're talking about mental manipulation of F-boys. But I want you ladies to understand that F-boys do not have one singular look. F-boys don't just look like Pookie and Ray Ray. F-boys come in all shapes and sizes. And I don't want that to be something that we ignore. We cannot simply say F-boys and assume that we're talking about just Pookies and Ray Rays. Um, F-boys can be educated. They can be hardworking. They can be someone at the, you know, mm -hmm. um, on the at upper echelon that's at the top of the, the, the dating chain. They could be, they come in all shapes and sizes. There's not just one particular look to them. So, you know, these yeah. things that we're talking about kind of um, don't assume that it just has a look and that you'll know it when you see it because you may not. Yeah, that's um, exactly true. That's exactly true. Um, then this is what I wanted to ask you. Mm -hmm. Is it possible for a person to be honest and still be manipulative? Is it possible for a person to be honest and still be manipulative? Yes. You say, uh, I think that if you're honest, I don't know that you're manipulating someone because you're being honest. Um, I, I, no, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Um, I think that you can be honest and, and manipulate someone. Yes. Because I think that <laughs> this is just, this is flipping this topic just momentarily, but 
I think that women are masters at manipulation. And it's not necessarily that they're being dishonest. I think that they use their sexual prowess, their femininity in order to get what they want. But it does not mean that they're being dishonest in doing so. Um, But yes, I do think you can be honest and still manipulate someone. And I wanted to kind of talk about that for a quick second. So this is one thing that you'll learn about human nature and it's how people react to certain things that you say. Um, if a woman asks you, does she look good in a dress? Um, you can be honest and tell her, no, she doesn't look good in a dress, but you can say it in a way to where she uh, feels bad about how she looks or um, you can make her feel a certain way with your tone of voice and how you say things. And you ever pe- hear people say it's not what you say, but ha- it's how you say it. Right. To me, that kind of comes down to where a person can be honest and still be a bit manipulative because. So how is that manipulative if they're telling you you look? No, you don't look good in the dress. But how? how well, uh, well if I know. Um, OK, so you say, hey, babe, what do you think about this dress? How do you think I look in it? You look, you can honestly look terrible in the dress, but if a guy tells you look fucking ridiculous, you look stupid, um, he could tell you something to make you feel bad. And it's not necessarily trying to soften a blow because when people manipulate you, they're looking for um, emotional responses from you. They're looking for certain responses when they tell you things and you can be honest about stuff, but it's literally how you say things. Um, yeah, I can, other I responses, can see that. and that's what makes it manipulation. Using that same example, right? So if, if you ask a guy who you're dating, you're getting to know, do I look good in this dress? Let's say he's, you know, at your house while you're getting dressed. And you say, do I look good in this dress? And he like, he says something like, you look absolutely delicious. And it could be that he wants to have sex with you. So that's his motivation. And, you know, but he he knows that you still look like a sack of potatoes in the dress. So he's not telling you that you look good and he's kind of being careful with his language, but he wants to sleep with you. So he's complimenting you in a way in which you, you know, are going to be like, please, with what you hear. Exactly. And so manipulating someone's manipulating someone's ego, that is the number one thing you can do to manipulate someone. So you're either building up their ego or you're tearing it down. That's the number one trick to manipulate someone. And you can still be honest in that process or say whatever in that process. But if you have ulterior motives, that's right. what makes it manipulation. So for the exactly. guys in the chat, hi, we know what we're talking about. Okay. Hey, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies. How's it going? Well, that's, that's, the, that's the number one tactic to go to do that route. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So You can be selective with your honesty. Exactly. And guys uh, make it seem like even if they're honest about everything, but a lot of women don't sometimes know the questions to ask. And women generally uh, go from dating from a defensive standpoint. And so they don't do things to offend the guy to see what he reacts to. But men kind of play um, so what they're they're watching to see how you react to certain things and to see what triggers you. But women don't really uh, go from it from that standpoint because women are generally jumping from leg to leg to not to offend the guy. Women want to put their best foot forward. So they're doing everything, trying to make sure they do everything right so they can be chose. Does that make well, sense? Well, that used to be the case. <laughs> yeah. That's rapidly changing now. 
Yeah, it is. There's now their learning game and they're playing just as many games. So it just depends on the person now because it's 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 equal opportunity offender offenders out there now. Which yeah. makes the makes it make, makes it very difficult because everybody's coming out there trying to manipulate, trying to play a game, trying to quote unquote win, and they don't really care about the results because they don't plan on staying with someone long term. They're just trying to get it, you know, whatever they can get and leave. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're dealing with nowadays. Yeah, Brown Becky, what's your thoughts on it? Brown Becky. Are you there? Are you muted? Yeah, she's yeah. muted. Yeah, take yourself off of mute. Unless she's um, busy doing something in the background. Yeah. Yeah. But I was gonna um, say that the well, earlier the earlier thing you said about um fuck boys coming all well, I say fuck people because like I said, mm-hmm. women can do the same thing. Well, yeah. It, it, it's basically it can come it can, they can come in all shapes and sizes, all mm-hmm. races, all religions, all nationalities. Absolutely. It's a behavior. And yep. so many people get caught up in how the outside person looks. They're not looking at their behavior and their character. And that's how you can get caught up. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, he's a high valued man or she's a dime. Oh, so, I, you know, and you walk in that blindsided and you get those are the main ones who can play you for fools. Because well, you're, you're ignoring all the red flags because you're thinking, oh, I finally got this prize. That could be the worst thing that ever happened to you because you're well, not looking at their behavior. I agree. I have a quick question, and then we have a super chat. Um, let me read the super chat really quick first. Thank you, Gabe A. He says, manipulation is you purchasing a dress that you saw another woman wearing on an Instagram picture that your man liked, then asking your man if he likes to dress on you. <laughs> um, that is definitely, That's that definitely be, manipulation. <laughs> seen as a form of manipulation, absolutely. But okay, so if a guy is honest, let's say he takes the mode one approach, he is honest about his intentions. He lets a woman know, I'm just looking to have a good time. I'm not looking to get wrapped up in anything. Can you be honest? Or can you be an F-boy if you're honest and upfront about your intentions? You know, we kind of had this conversation before, and it depends on what a woman feels like a, a F-boy is, right? And so with us, um, like with me, I was always told F boy was a guy who had a lot of women, not that he had to lie to the women to get them, Mm. but that the, the mere fact that he was able to date multiple women at one time. Really? Yeah. That's what, that's what was told to me. And I'm not saying that my definition is absolutely correct or anything, but that's how it was told to me that if, if a guy was able to date a bunch of different women, um, that's an F boy. But now, um, if you got, you have, you do have men who, uh, date other women and a lot of, I'm not even going to say that a lot of them are honest because I don't even think we're at that day and time. Like if you meet somebody, mm-hmm. you, assu- you should automatically assume that they have somebody. You should just automatically assume. You think that. so? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If they See, look I don't like automatically them, assume that. You can automatically assume they're sleeping with someone else, but that doesn't mean they're in a relationship. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like I I, I always feel like if you're if you meet somebody and they don't assume you're the only one. Yeah, that's all right. You ain't gonna be the only one I'm entertaining either. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But see, I was told an F boy is like somebody who plays games, like you know, someone who plays games. That's what I was thought too. 
Uh, Someone who lies and manipulates. Yeah. That's what I thought F boy was. Is it so possible it? to have a But you basically mean a guy who's literally fucking, not a guy who's a fucking asshole. Like a player type. <laughs> yeah. She just means a guy who's actually just fucking around, like literally having a whole bunch of sex. Yeah. Um, but Okay, it's, but it's, that's like kind of different. But do y'all think it's possible to uh, have a bunch of women and not lie to any of them? Like, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, the, the really, really money, good looking. The really, really good looking ones, money, too. Power status looks. Uh, yes. They don't even have you to know, go after the women. The women yeah, come after them. They ain't got to lie. Basketball players have to lie to women. You know, I don't mm -mm. think... You, and if they have a main chick, they may be lying to her. But a lot of them just are entertaining a bunch of different women. Um, you know what's Yeah, the women pursue them. Is uh, AMS. I think, like, you know, based on his based on his um, streams, he says, basically, he's, he's honest with women. He basically says, like, from what I... My take is that he like not, he's not answering any questions regarding. You Wait, know, you talking uh, about mysterious crush? <laughs> oh, please don't go there! Oh my God, let's not open but that Pandora's box. He seems to be honest with the women that he's talking to. Like, you got Friday, she has Saturday, she has Sunday. You got one day of a week, and you you know. Um, so I do think that oh, you could be honest. But I mean, that's a very, that's very, very few guys and women who can play that game. You most don't think most men can. are honest when they're no. sleeping with no, multiple no. women? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. No. Most cheaters oh. are not honest about the fact they're fucking I, around. I agree. And I think that's why they push hard against that mode one approach and being honest with women. Of and course. Just, you know, I think I agree. Because they don't, like you said, they don't have the looks, money, or status to back that up. Mm -hmm. So that's why mode one will never work for them. It works for Alan Roger Curry because he has that. Yeah, the average dudes, they're not average some from some exactly. guys versus what they would tolerate from guys who has his shit together. That's absolutely exactly. true. Um, shout out just to like people. average women can't get a rich guy to marry them just off their looks. I mean, you're average. Right. You have right. to be above average to get to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to D-Mac the Trucker. He says, would you ladies say that a F-boy is considered a man with game? I know where I'm from. That type of dude was considered a dude with game. Yeah, to me, um, a F-boy would definitely be considered a guy with game. They know oh, so how the to game is manipulation. So, yeah. They're charming. Yeah. They're char like, and oh, I, I like charmers. So I, I'm always like, but I'm, I'm always kind of like suspicious of them. But yeah, they're charming. They're going to tell you what you want to hear, how beautiful you are, how lovely. And you they know how to word like it exactly. They love your yeah, and they know how to word it. So it kind of slips beneath your defenses. <laughs> Yeah. So they can say technically, oh, I was being honest, but you know, it, there's yeah, there's things you can say with your with like the technical words, but the way you say it, the body language, the way you say it, what you don't say, how your actions don't reflect your words can can manipulate how people perceive what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's part of it. That's game. Mm -hmm. Brown Becky, you ready yet, honey? <sighs> She's still on mute, so I don't. She may so. be at work or something. Yes, she maybe. No, she's oh, off mute oh, now. Okay. She's off mute um, now. Making sure people get their word out before they talk. Oh, okay. over here you have to just start talking, honey. Kids. No, I don't do that. 
Uh-huh. Over people. Well, well, you you're you're free to go ahead and chime in on the topic and you know what you think about it thus far, or what you think about the conversation. Um, I agree with what you said before you uh, before Miss J hopped on, which was it's not only Kiki and Ray Ray that's doing, um, you know, that are doing that type of behavior. But then again, that's not the agenda, right, in this space um, with certain people. Um, They they don't want to say that it's um, professional men engaging in it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The only male content creator I've heard admit it is Ron Wills, really. And I think C. Boogie, I think. I think ARC has has uh, said it too, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so that's three. That's pretty much it. No one else really dives into that topic as if it's taboo to say the lawyers and the STEM guys. And you get pushback if you, know? you if you say that. They yeah. they will generally push back against that notion. And that's only co- college educated guys do admit it. Well, I mean, the ones with degrees, that, like, they do admit it's the ones who don't have the degrees who say, right. who claim that they don't do it. But the guys with degrees will tell you. This, They're almost this proud space, of it. In this space, <laughs> you know, they try to pretend that that is, you know, one segment, the five guys that black women like to sleep with, Pookie and Ray yeah. Ray, that are, you know, um, running game. Mm-hmm. Right. But those three guys that you mentioned, they all are college educated. I think Ron Wills is college educated, but they all been to college. So they know the game. If you've been to college, you've been on the campus dealing with them, you know full well that whole educated lame thing. Mm-hmm. That is not true. Uh, <laughs> uh, you are ever in your life or co- on the college campus. You are exactly right. Um, because I like the educated guys, guys who have something going for themselves to me, um, get more or they or it, it, it it's an even playing field between the uh hood guy with swag and the guy right. uh, who went to school. To me, it's an even playing field, but then you have some guys who will sit here and actually have the audacity to get offended. Because you're saying this like you've never went to college or you've never seen Absolutely. how that works Anybody out. who's ever been on a college campus, been to college parties, you know what Girl, it is. Girl, I'm seeing guys who brought like uh, 10, had a college party and literally had about 10 girls in the same, 10 girls that he uh, screwed in the same I've house. I've seen wild things at frat parties. Like, wild. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when they talk about, uh, well, nah, thinking men don't play game. Okay. Well, what we consider, if you talk about what we consider thinking men now, they, they make it seem like if a guy is willing to work hard to do things, to be successful, that he's going to have that same mindset in his personal life. And that does not always translate like that. Um, he might be a hardworking, success, successful guy, You're but you have to Oh, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, but you can have guys who will be dedicated to their careers, but will literally dog women out. But if you talk about it, then you're the bad guy because you're not supposed to talk about um, certain aspects of men, especially within this space. 
But and you know what? Um, I agree with that. And I, I have to say that just because you are a thinking man or because you're productive does not mean that you're not going to be inconsiderate or unappreciative or manipulative or, uh, you know, that you lack empathy or that, you know, you're not good at communicating and that you don't have baggage from your own trauma and that you're not going to, um, that that won't man those characteristics won't manifest themselves in the relationships that you engage in. That is one aspect of your life. And it's awesome that you are productive but that doesn't mean you're good at relationships. Um, Gabe, A, what I meant by an even playing field meant by they're able to pull a lot of the same women with no problems. Um, the guy in the sweat with the swag that uh, has the, the money and stuff, he's able to pull the same women as the educated guy. I know plenty of nurses and lawyers uh, who date fuck boys and thugs. Plenty. Right, right, right. Um, and it's the same way with the guy with the degree who who actually did things the right way. Um, yeah. and I know women who have gotten dogged out by degreed men who are professional and who are at the the top of their game too. So it, you know, it does definitely go both ways. But yeah. we're not allowed to talk about it, and at least in the black community, you're not allowed to talk about it. That's the issue in the black manosphere. Well, yeah, you're not allowed to say anything. Not not allowed. That's a reach. You're just discouraged from saying, right. you know. Um, yeah, they do it just as much, but you know, it's only putting you in right areas according to this space. And if we do mention the professional guy, they'll say, "Oh, well, that's only a small amount." Yeah, you know? it's a one-off. He's the exactly. Exception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you guys say that after a certain age that the manipulation becomes uh, deeper and stronger? Um, because I, I was looking at some YouTube videos over the weekend and they were uh, being single after uh, 40. Right. And a lot of the women were saying that um, they mostly saw like a, it was like more manipulation, like guys wanting to play a lot of games. Oh, this is another one that I just thought about. How guys will use, like if they have kids, they will use kids as excuses in a minute. Um, guys will date yep. and still be into the last person that they can still be into the baby mama. They still trying to keep tabs on everything that she's doing, who she's with. Mm -hmm. Um and I thought about that too, like, uh, but I was just wondering, like, do you think the manipulation gets stronger after you get a certain age? Well, That's yeah, practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Concept. I used to think it would quit after a certain age, but I don't no. think it does. I think that, you know, like players don't just after, so, I mean, you know, maybe when they no, they get they get better at it because they've been maybe doing when it for they can so no long. longer have sex, they may slow down and try to do something differently. But they don't just get tired of being a player and and want to you know, uh, you know, be an upstanding man. Typically, no, I'm saying practice makes perfect. If they've been doing it for decades, they know how to do it better. So no, they don't. <laughs> they just get better at it. Me in the nursing home trying to play women. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys know ladies who uh, do these things really well too? I think all yeah. women. I know, like, oh, women are good all at women manipulation. Yeah, it. absolutely. So it's, it, yes. it's, it goes, it's, you know, it's not a gender thing in my opinion. Both mm -mm. genders engage in manipulation. But what, th what role do you think that women play in like, 
you know, or is there some onus on women when they're victim to mental manipulation? Because it's typically put on the woman, like even if in this space, especially when we have those discussions, oh, you know, she should have knew better. She should have saw, you know, is there any onus in in your um, You mean to not being played? Yeah, to not being like, played. Is, is, well, yeah. is she to blame for being played? Is, is she not necessarily. I mean, not necessarily to be to blame, but at the same time, in order for you not to become a victim of it, you have to be aware of what's out there. Well, I will say this: if you get played once, everybody gets played once. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like you're going to avoid ever getting played, right? But it's impossible. You, it, well, I'm gonna say this: if you keep getting played. And you certain base tricks that you learn, it's base certain things at the base that you learn, right? right. Um, if you ignore red flags, the main thing to me that gets a woman played is not learning how to set boundaries. A lot of women have problems with setting boundaries, knowing when to say no, knowing when to if you if you're um not the type of person to go and Netflix and chill, then somebody shouldn't be able to go and convince you to Netflix and chill mm-hmm. after the second night. Um, I agree. If you go and being in denial, is being in yeah, denial of flags. reality. Ignoring the red flags and falling too fast too. But like yeah. I said, and just being in denial of reality it doesn't make any sense. That you see people who keep doing it over and over and over, and they like they're way past the age of innocence as they say yeah there's no yeah. reason you have to willfully decide i'm going to overlook everything i see right in front of mm-hmm. my face and but then like they want to act like oh go ahead no go ahead um i was gonna say the biggest thing that men use against women is women's own egos women i think sometimes have bigger egos than men no really? not all the time what? No, it's easier. I, I, I it's easier to it. manipulate. It's easier oh, no. to manipulate a woman's ego. Yeah, yeah. It's I, easier yeah. to manipulate hers. I don't see. Uh, well, let, let's read the super chat from Gabe A really quickly. He says, "If I'm competing for a woman and she's deciding between me and a pookie, I will bow out. If she couldn't see the difference, I couldn't see it. If she couldn't see the difference, I couldn't see it. I couldn't got see her. it. Got her." Oh, okay. They're supposed to be. Okay. Um, thank you, Gabe. A, and that's an interesting point. Now, I, I, I mean, I can understand any man of value should bow out if, if a woman is choosing between you and a pookie. I mean, I, I think that. But with her manipulative ass, you ain't even gonna know that she was de- that mm. she was dealing with a pookie if she's manipulative enough. You right. know, she goes two ways. Yeah, but honestly, uh, with the with the with the college educated guy or the select guy or whatever term we're using, high value man we're using now, mm-hmm. typically they go for a woman of a certain with of a certain class. Like you can have a woman who makes money, but she still is gonna hang out with the pookies because that's just her her class. When you're dealing with the educated guys, the high value guys, so forth and so on, they typically are not going for the Big booty Brenda, who likes you know the pookies. <laughs> so that's unless, that's yeah. typically unless he unless he chooses that. I'm right. saying he has a whole class of women to choose from where she's not going to be trying to go for a pookie. I agree, and I think we yeah. I think we kind of get that 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 part confused. I agree. They don't More even. Often than not, they, you're right. Yeah, they're that. not even going to hang out with the Cardi B's and so forth and so on. Well, Cardi mm-hmm. B is rich, but Offset is her class, so that's why they're together. It makes sense. A doctor ain't going to mess with her. 
See, the thing is, it, you know what? And even Cardi B, because I look at like Nicki Minaj as an example. I know. So before Cardi B married Offset, I think she was dating some guy that was in prison. Like, even <laughs> though she has money, I don't think that, you know, um, her mentality has changed at all. Like, I can yeah. see her still dating a guy fresh out of prison, like Nicki Minaj, yeah. you know? Like, exactly. just because you have money that won't, especially a lot of times when it's something that comes kind of fast. Um, mm-hmm. you, that right. doesn't mean that your mentality will change. Right, their bank account changed, but their class right. and their values, did, like you said, their mentality never changed. It's still street. Yeah. Um, so a doctor, I? a doctor, a lawyer, unless he came from the streets too, and he never really changed. He just right. went to school. He's not going to even approach someone like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, somebody was saying minutes. that uh, Cardi B. Um, that she never cooked and she didn't clean and um, she was this horrible, she was a stripper and all this, that, and the third. And so I'm sitting there saying, don't make Offset into no freaking victim. Offset knew who the hell he got when he got with her. Um, right. But I mean, in his status with the money he has, he's not looking for a maid and a chef. He hires those. True. Yeah. So someone who can cook and clean, is he, he's not, he don't care about that in the wife. Yeah. yeah, that is it. I mean, That's once you it. get to that, once you get to that point, you don't, you don't look for that in a wife. So her not being able to cook and clean, of course yeah. not. Why would he care? But you know what? To your point, Miss J, you said about like doctors and lawyers not typically being attracted to them. I think it was Kay Michelle that she was dating like a prominent surgeon um, here from Atlanta, and it didn't last long. Like she's dating him, but you're making twerk videos in your panties on social media. You know what I mean? Like. Right. These, and the chances know. the chances are very high that even though he is a doctor, in his background, he came from the same type of situation she did. Absolutely. But I want so to be attracted around my colleagues and to, to you know, right. um, parties and to, to dinner parties and not be thinking, like, who's seen my woman's behind by checking out her latest video where she's twerking on, right. online. No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Those relationships don't last. Those are typically the mistresses they see three times a week for two hours. They're not someone you take to a party. But I'm saying the only reason why he would be attracted enough to even publicly say, hey, this is my chick. Is because his background, he has that where that's okay. He just happened to go to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's different. I'm saying someone who's raised in the, the kind of um environment, they're not going to publicly claim someone like a K. Michelle or a Cardi B or Nicki Minaj. Not in a million years. They may have sex right. with them. They may pay some of their bills quietly, but they would never wife them up. They would never tell the world, this is my woman. That does not happen. I agree. And everybody's saying Cardi can do so much better that she can get her, you know, she can replace offset so easily. It's going to be with someone of his ilk or less. Like, yeah, he's saying, she'll replace him with lawyer, another offset. A doctor, a yeah. man with values. Right. She'll, yeah. she'll replace him with another offset. That's it. Um, she wouldn't even know what to do with a man who wasn't, who had a higher status. She, right. she couldn't last five minutes with him. That's so true. So true. Shout out to Shui Celeste. She said the beauty queens have spoken, honey. Thank you so much for that super thank chat. Thank you, thank you. Um, and D-Mac the trucker, um, so he says, so you ladies have never heard a woman say, I can change him. Is that not allowing the manipulation to happen to you? Woo, you know, that's what we mean by denial. We mean by denial. That is, that is denial. <laughs> You see the red flags, you're like, yeah, I can change yep, him. No, yep. 
you cannot change someone's character. They have to change their own character. So you are in denial and you will be played and then you're going to be crying about it. And then that's the end of the story. Everybody can see how it's going to end. Yeah, but you, you you're in denial. You know how narcissistic a woman has to be to think she can change an entire fucking human mm, being? Good point. No, good you know, the reason, and no, the reason why women are more likely to fall for that is because you're raised thinking that. Think of all the movies yeah. and the and the books you read, and, and I mean, from chill from a small age, you're raised in Beauty and the Beast. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Your beauty can save a guy, That's and true. if you love him enough, you can save him. Yeah, you know, you the church teaches you that kind of from a frog to a prince. Yeah. You know, type so of you're taught that from three years old. Of yeah. course, when you're 30 or 25, you're going to still believe that nonsense. I think that I've also, uh, I do think that women do believe that I can change him or I can wait it out. I think that, you know, women, some women feel that, you know, it's a phase and that he'll eventually grow out of it. Exactly. He's the bad boy with the heart of gold. <laughs> he just needs to be understood and loved. Or and I can do that. Some women are like, what I'm getting from him, you know, is, is worth it. If they're getting bags and they're getting trips and they're getting, you know, like some women will say, I'll deal with it because of what he provides for me. Um, do you think those women have low self esteem? Or is uh because we hear that other cultures of women, and I, I think this is some BS, but I've heard that other cultures of women don't really care about men uh, doing what they do. You know, like they don't really care about that. But then mm -hmm. I'm looking and I'm thinking like, well, hell, they be damn sure running to get their ass over here to get our little freedom and stuff so they can live like Americans. And what well, those women don't have a choice. There's a difference. Right. <laughs> Do I? Th you said, do we think that it's um, insecurity? I think yeah, that when they stay is, with a man because of the things that he can provide. Well, no, not necessarily. I think that some of them that they are out to get what they can get. I don't. I, I mean, are I? I mean, so, sorry, this may sound harsh, but are prostitutes insecure? I think that some women just want to get what actually they can get not out insecure, of it but low self-esteem. Do you think that's yeah, low self-esteem? No, not necessarily. I think that some of them literally are like, you know, I'm benefiting and they may have somebody that they're sleeping with on the side too. And a lot of them don't have a choice. Once you, I'm saying, once you get into that life, a lot of them get into that lifestyle very, very young. Once you're in it, it's extremely hard to get out of it. Wait, can you elaborate I'm not on that, Miss the typical prostitutes. I'm not talking about the girl oh, who's, oh, oh, okay. you know, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the actual real prostitute. Oh, no, not no, the no, one I get that. The, yes. Yeah, I'm saying with those girls, a lot of them, they get into it very young. They don't really have a choice. They are manipulated into it. And once you end that, that situation, you've slept with that many guys in a short period of time. I think <sighs> for a lot of them, there's yeah. some like psychological effects. Like I, I used to volunteer yeah. at a place here that works with like sex trafficked women. Mm -hmm. And a, more often than not, even when they're given an escape, they run back to the streets. Like, right. I'm saying they are like, forever damaged. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. You have to, you can't just say, Hey, you want to get out. They have to have intense yeah. psychological help for a long period of time. Like I said, they can't just walk away from that. They've, they've been forever altered. Even when they do get out of it, they don't typically have, healthy functioning relationships romantic life absolutely good point so you know that's just what it is um shout out to my baby he says i call it the case of the magical playhouse she thinks she got this sunshine lol he'll change for this <laughs> <walk>. <laughs> honey no, no, no. Uh, 
And a shout out to Gabe A. He says character isn't a phase. Um, I absolutely agree with that, Gabe mm -hmm. A. It is definitely not a phase. I think um, there's a lot to be said for that. And it's hard work to change. A lot of people don't want to put that hard work in and you can't change them. They have to do it themselves. Like I said before, it's like you going to rehab for someone else who's an alcoholic. And you the, are and wasting your is, time. That'll never work. If you're waiting for someone like that to change, like I feel like the trust will never be there either. You're always going to wonder. It's like dealing with someone who's an addict. You're always going to wonder what he's doing, if he's gone on a business trip. I think that you know, for many women, especially after enduring years of him having uh, multiple women, you know, him dealing with multiple women, I don't know if you'll ever be able to trust him again. No, because they are a sex addict and addicts have a lifelong disease. There's no yeah. magic. There's no magic um, point, time and point or point in time where you can sit there and say, hey, I'm cured. No, you're forever an addict. You go in the same, the same type of behavior. You will slip and fall even if it's 20 years in the line. You know, there's plenty of heroin addicts, for instance, where they were clean for like 13 years. They all of a sudden turned around and overdosed and died. And it was like, I didn't even know he was a heroin addict. Yeah, that's, well, that's kind of how it happens. And you would never give um, credence to people being addicted to actually being hurt and women actually being addicted to pain. And so a lot of these women will stay in these situations because they actually like the a certain pain to mm. it. Um, they like that it's he's a, able to go out and come back to him, and he they know that they can get him to come back. But yeah, they feel um, like they won something by that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they can claim to be the victim, and he'll be nice to them and pay them a whole bunch of attention yeah. for a little bit maybe to win him back. Maybe they grew up, a, grew up seeing that. Maybe they yeah. feel like that's normal. You know, that's what men do. I, I know a lot of women who feel like, hey, no, you know, men, there's no such thing as a faithful man. So. You know, it, you know, and a piece Ooh. of man is better than none. So having a man, even if he's stepping out, it's better than being single because men aren't, you know, there's no such thing as a faithful man anyway. All right. Behavior is can be addictive and be addictive. Any mm -hmm. type of behavior can be addictive. So, yeah, you in that type of relationship, that is an addiction to you. Unless you go yeah. ahead and change, fundament, make fundamental changes yourself. Not depending on someone else, but you do it yourself. You are going to continue with that behavior. Ooh. You know what, though? I have a question for you guys. So do you think, like, uh, for men, a, a woman who has been subjected to, you know, mental manipulation for a, a, an extended period of time, do you think that men need to be weary of those type of women if they haven't done the work because of the damage that that mental manipulation causes? Yeah. Yeah. Hell because yeah. again, their behavior is not going to change. They're going to repeat the same pattern with you. You can be a right. good guy, right? But they're going to repeat their destructive behavior. So yeah, for sure. Again, no one else can save anybody else. <laughs> it it yeah. does. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work that way. So Brown um, Becky, what do you think? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Becky. What do I think about what? Just the topic or what we've been discussing. I know you you like to wait till you can actually jump in. So just, uh, you know, do you have any thoughts on, you know, the last couple things that we were discussing? Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of women from young, they think they can, you know, like you said, either wait it out and hope that the guy will change or they think that 
they can change a guy or he'll come around, you know? And that's how you end up wasting years. You waste your time. And the guy, he's doing him. And, you know, you don't know about it. Or, like Ms. J said, you're in denial about it. Um, and then you want to cry about it later, you know? Um, and to the question you asked before, as far as if we play a part, um, I think it's, I would say it's 50-50. Um, some of us really don't know that we really, we as in women, um, really, we really don't know the signs. So I'm not gonna say all women know the signs, but they choose to ignore the red flags. So I think it's a 50-50. You know, some of us, it is our, we do play a part. It is our fault, some of us. And there's women who they, they don't know, you know, and they learn later in life when they're older, they learn the signs and then you would hope they do better from, you know, from then on. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons why so many older people, I say men and women, a lot of people only think it's the men, but women do it too. They deliberately target the young because they are naive and they don't know. Yeah. Oh. So, oh. yeah. Mm. And that's, that's what happens. Good point. That is what happens. And they know exactly what they're doing. And then you end up damaging them because then they learn the hard way. Then it'll be hard for them to trust anybody going further. So you just continue the cycle. And, you know, you see that typically with like molestations and everything where you yeah. can go after a young kid and they don't know that what you're doing. They really believe the lies you tell them. And then they're devastated when they find out the truth. And that forever alters them. But that's why they're targeted because they don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm about you know manipulation and narcissism and et cetera. It's not they teach you the basics and that's it. They don't go deeper either because right. they themselves don't know the signs or they weren't taught by their parents or mm -hmm. they're just doing you a dis you know they're doing you a disservice. Exactly. You know, um, one of my uh, my really, really close friends uh, made a very, very good point to me. He says, um, you know, parents, especially like moms, mothers don't really prepare their daughters for penis. He said something. Mm, wow. That is 100% true. <laughs> I thought that that was so, it was mind boggling because I felt like my mom tried to. But it was still certain things that I had to go through on my own. But um, and I, I think that certain years that I felt like she should have been there, she wasn't there to prepare me. But when she did get there, she tried to. But I was thinking like a lot of women don't really have the real conversations with their daughters um, as it pertains to sex and what sex does and how right. um, what sex. Yeah, a lot of tell especially you, black stay parents, away from boys. What I'm just saying, with, especially with black mothers, they don't even teach you about your own body. Never to mind a man. Oh, that's true, too. Oh, <laughs> I was talking about <laughs> a lot of us. You know, you hit boys. Are, no, I'm just you know, saying you are. you hit. A lot, but I'm saying a lot of black girls, especially because we hit puberty young and you think you're dying because you got your period because no one told you. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to a lot of us. You know, they don't they mean the actual like real basics. Like you learned about yeah. the, the birds and the bees from your ratchet ass cousin. That happens yeah. to a lot of us. <laughs> 
and you're like, no, that's not true. And then, you know, you're shocked. You go to your mom and it's like, oh, yeah, that actually is true. You know what? You're like, what about black people? And I I don't know if it comes. I don't know what it comes from. I mean, I grew up in a family where my family was like very religious. So just certain things you didn't talk about. But it's kind of like like I said, it's a disservice. (laughs) It's like it's a disservice, though. So you want me to go out in the streets and learn about it if you're not going to teach me about it? And it's it's doubly horrible in the South because the schools don't teach you about it. They teach you absence only. So it's like you don't get education at all until someone who's usually inappropriate tells you you learn the hard way. Or you, and you, you end pop up in one of the one of your parents' videos and you see something going on, like, wait, what is yeah, this? I'm, exactly. I'm just saying, no, I don't I don't know any of my friends where you sat down and have like a formal discussion about the birds and the bees, dating, all that stuff. It's just they tell you a little bit and pieces you hear from here, from there. Usually it's wrong. Now you can go online and learn it. Your children of the young your younger age, they can just go online and like Google it. But I mean, back in the day before that, pfft, Please, you can be in your twenties. Yeah, that's you true. That's why. I, that's why I know um, this is kind of a little off topic, but Danny, you were posting something about um, about uh, Vanessa Bryant and her mother, and this isn't to say that this was their relationship, but that's why I do believe that you know um, a parent has a greater duty and responsibility to a child. I think that as a parent you made the decision to, you know, bring a child into this. You made, both of you made the decision to bring, you know, a child or children into the world that the the um, responsibility is on you as parents. I don't think that children owe their parents anything for doing what they were supposed to do um, because they made a decision to, to, you know, bring children into the world. Yeah, um, especially black people, they think that basically, well, I brought you into the world, and then you know that's that's where everything ends. I everything I do after, you. okay, well, but yeah, everything the they do afterwards like a bonus. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a bonus. Like I didn't have to do this, but I did it, so I want all the credit. Like, nigga, you you actually the reason I'm here. So I right. mean, you did what you were <laughs> supposed to do. Thanks for doing what you were supposed to do. I'll repay you by doing what I'm supposed to do for my children. But this is the same thing. And this is the only way that I was looking at it from a certain perspective. Okay. If my mom and dad, and I'm not going to say that they were the worst parents in the world or whatever. um, Certain things I didn't feel like I got from either one, either side. But, but. Um, I don't think they actually went out of their way to harm me. And I'm not saying that certain parents didn't do that to their kids. So um, if I am a six, a person worth $600 million, 600 million, my mama and daddy will definitely have a house and a car, whether I would do, and let's say that they did things to uh, disparage our relationship. They would still have a house and a car um, because it, it's still wealth building and I do believe in bloodlines and I do believe in legacies and stuff. And I do believe in like, okay, if it was my mom and daddy and they didn't do anything yeah. to really, really screw me over, like they but, didn't molest my kids. They didn't do anything. Um, they weren't abusive to me to where we didn't have a relationship at all. If we had a relationship in my adult years, I feel like they're old, at least a house. Oh, in no. They're not old that if you choose to give it to them, then, you know, that's to me, but know. that's to me, but to, that's to, not to me, they're like, old that. 
Old, and that's you, they may not be old, that's yeah, you. Yeah, but a debt is something that's like black and white. They're not old because they didn't harm you. they are. Or okay, so because they didn't harm you or cause harm to you, like because I leave my children in the care of someone and they don't molest them, I'm not going to give them more than whatever we agreed, that if it's a babysitter, the amount that we yeah, agreed I, upon for me to pay to them. But in I, that situation, that, I don't think a babysitter that, and a mom and a dad is two different things. Like that's two different things. Yeah, so, but the, my point is, in, in bringing that up as an example, is they're doing what they agreed to do. So you made an agreement. You made a, 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 a essentially an agreement by bringing a child into the world, keeping that baby to provide for that child. But in the situation that you were talking about with Vanessa, I don't think it was that black and white. It does seem like they had a tumultuous relationship. And it seems like it was going back for years. Like she didn't have a house to live in, but she said she had an apartment that she stayed in and she removed everything out of the apartment before the news came over there to make it seem. She said she has diamonds and all kinds of things that they gifted to her. In addition, yeah. to, in addition to that, though, look what they did. They hadn't talked to Kobe's parents in years for them trying to sell yeah. his uh, memorabilia. And they, yeah, but you know, the, the difference they actually didn't have a relationship before they sold it. Yeah, right. Vanessa's so mom had could, no problem with the fact that his fortune. Took, if he could cut off yeah, his parents, my mom definitely could be cut off. But that's that's I, my and, whole and point. I it's like wait, you're you you I, waited I, decades. I you didn't say nothing. I'm saying you didn't say nothing when he cut his his family off for decades, and all of a sudden was feel sympathy for you. You were living half the hog for twenty years. Yeah, that's what Vanessa said. She said it. She said it. I feel like that's a good point. But even with his parents, see, this is the thing that kind of makes me feel a certain type of way. Her mom signed off on her for her to actually get married to Kobe Bryant. And if she didn't sign off on her at that point of time, you never know what could have happened down the line to where she possibly couldn't have gotten married to him. But, but there, this mom, is the U.S. There's no dowry owed for you signing off on your child. If you sign off on your married. um your your below age daughter to what, get was she seventeen, I think she was. was nineteen. Yeah, I was think she. Was, yeah, I think they were um underage when they got married. So being that her mom signed off on that, then what pissed me off with Kobe. Um, his parents did certain things for him to be able to even play basketball. So with certain things to me, like if um, I take my son to basketball practice every um, Tuesday, Friday, I make sure. And I'm not saying that you do the things that you have to do and you're basically required for your kids to have the bare necessities, food, drink, water, lights, gas, whatever. You do the stuff that for your kids to have the bare necessities. But now you're making sacrifices. And as a parent, if you're choosing to be a parent, then you are choosing to make certain sacrifices. But if you know what basketball camps cost, him having to travel here and there, um, the uniform. Yeah. A lot of these, what, didn't his dad play basketball, though? And a lot of these, yeah, I think one of these. A lot yeah, of the coaches play. pay for these kids to play basketball. It ain't even the moms or anyone else making sacrifices. A lot of times coaches invest in these children and pay for them to um, go to camp. Yeah. But the parent, in order for you to become successful, the parents do make sacrifices. It may not be all the time monetarily. Some of them, not but all they're of them. The I would say the majority. Them, there ain't no homeless, ain't no homeless basketball homeless no, kid that's, basketball that's players. Not, I'm just saying they sacrifice having a, a roof over your head. That's not a sacrifice. Like, no, no I'm saying, it's, I'm saying they have someone who actually, 
They have it, someone there who actually makes sure they get to the practice. They go to because you have to also go to them, school. But I've heard too. stories, and I like I used to read the ESPN magazine because it used to come to my house. And some of them, like the coaches or someone else, steps in and pays for them all the way up through um, high school to to oh, buy oh, them shoes and do well, things I like actually, that. I played. I played basketball yeah. in high school, and it was okay. mostly mamas and daddies dropping their girls off and picking the girls up and riding a bus when we had to go to different towns to play it wasn't just um now you do have people who will step in especially if they see that the kid has talent but they're not doing Absolutely. it for just That's why yeah but I, I think it's the majority the majority of parents make sacrifices for their kids and i, I felt like majority. If, if you're being disrespectful and you don't respect the boundaries that i put in place even as a parent you could be cut off I feel like even Vanessa's mom, like if they've been taking care of you for 20 years, anything that, you know, that if someone believes that they owed you something, you've got that plus 10 times over. And, and, and it's not even, you know, it wasn't even that your daughter um, had this, this talent that amassed this wealth. It was her husband. Yeah, right. It was. But if if her if her and her husband had agreed to take the mom said that uh Kobe and Vanessa agreed to take care of her for the rest of her life. Now certain oh, wow. she get in the writing because she she ain't getting writing nobody that cares about like that. the biggest user you ever want to see. Well, well like her ex husband said yeah. that he that he taught <laughs> that basically she's a gold digger and she taught Vanessa to do it. He said that right. years ago. So, so I mean, I, yeah, I this is what they like, are. But I feel like um, her mom was deserving of a house and a car. If she, if even if you didn't choose to take care of her for the rest of her life, like maids, butlers, and shit like that, she deserved a house and a car. And so you can paying go for an apartment for twenty years. She she said she does have a car. Uh, I don't I don't know she, why she, she would have been in an apartment for twenty years. I feel I find that to be absolutely ridiculous. Well, but whatever, was, yeah, I agree. It doesn't make sense you paying rent for twenty years as opposed to you know you could have been gaining equity in a home and kept it in your name. I agree and I don't even that, understand that why wouldn't have had it in her name. Like Vanessa should have had the shit in her name if it was that big of a deal and could have given that to her. So I didn't understand yeah. paying for an apartment for twenty years. It doesn't even sound economically. It's stupid to it be honest. It doesn't sound smart, but I believe it. But at the same time, too, it, especially when your relationship impacts my children, like all bets are off. Like as the mom and protector of these kids, if I have a if if my relationship with you affects or impacts my children or if there was something in my past that I'm reliving because of my relationship with you and you and I'm not saying that this is their situation but you won't agree to therapy or you know aiding me in healing and it's drama uh, trauma that you've caused then I'm not going to have a relationship with you and I'm certainly not going to feel obligated to do anything for you but you yeah. know it's, it's like the, it's like the biblical text that people that parents and stuff they always say but they don't say the other part when the Bible says, you know, honor your father and your mother so uh -huh. your days can be long upon the We're land. They don't, but I'm saying, but they, but they never repeat the other part, which is parents do not provoke your children unto wrath. They never say that. Hey. That's also hey. there. So, um, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to say one side, say the other side too. And they never say that part. So something happened where Vanessa's mom did something where she's now, where in the position she's in. And I don't feel sympathy you know for that. But you know how I look at this, though? I, I look at it like nobody on earth is here without fault. Everybody has some shit to them. Vanessa has some shit to her. Her mom oh, has some shit to her. So my whole thing is if at 600 million, 
600 million we don't necessarily have to have a relationship but it's just things that my mama and daddy wouldn't be in the media talking about now if i bought them a house and a car i feel like as a child of my mother and father i would be obligated to get them a house and a car um if, if i didn't do shit else for them at 600 million i could do a house and a car and i could be out Right. Now, but I'm saying I, she can also be reaping her karma where she right. sat back and she and was or, perfectly yeah. fine Maybe for Kobe to cut out his parents. I'm saying, but but I'm saying she was perfectly fine to Kobe to cut out his parents. They didn't weren't able well, to see their grandkids. They weren't able to you know to reap the benefits. They they put in a heck of a lot more than signing some little document saying, "Hey, you can marry my daughter." And she yeah. sat back for 20 years and didn't say shit. So she's been reaping her her karma. Mm. That's why I don't care. If you were fine that to happen to somebody else's mother, someone else's parents, it's okay for your child to do that to you. You were perfectly fine mm -hmm. with it. I yeah. never saw her up on no Telemundo crying about Kofi's mom. Right. I yeah, you never I, saw I, it. Trifling as hell. I thought it was trifling as hell for him, but then at the same token, I'm not in that person's life. I'm not. I, I don't know. Right. But I'm saying, if it's okay for Kobe to do it, it's okay for Vanessa to do it. Is my whole point. True. She didn't um, say she didn't cry one tear for Pamela and Joe. I ain't crying one tear for her. Having his ass. Um, shout out to Bay. He says, I think parents cover the basics of sex and credit. They tell you how it works and not what to do, but usually don't go any deeper than that. I not mine. I'm Thanks saying if you're lucky. I didn't get that. Yeah. If you're lucky, you get that. Most don't. Like I said, especially in the South where the majority of black people are. Right. You don't get nothing. You don't That's get nothing from question, school. Leo. You don't get nothing from home. I, just, I didn't get that either. Um, you know, and I don't have a you know bad relationship with my parents or anything like that. But I just it's a tradition. Like, it's not even yeah, something they. I believe like, that you know, as the parents, you have a greater responsibility to your children to you know ensure that even as adult parents, like my yeah. my kids are young adults, and there's nothing that I would do to you know um, harm them. Like I even even in that situation, I'm not going on doing no interviews and, and making my my child look bad. Like I would try you know a million different things but that's not one of the one wouldn't be one of the things that i would attempt to do in order to um get her or sway her to you know take care of me i don't think that going on a new you know making this public is going to help um, yeah, yeah i thought that was hell too though yeah because certain things you uh but they seem very reactionary to shit mm -hmm. um like they don't let shit play over or blow over she went straight to the media which i felt like was trifling as hell yeah um but, but you sometimes when you raise i'm saying but sometimes you can raise a spoiled brat so yeah. that's true kind too. of what they do true you true. know yeah i mean vanessa is almost 40 now you're not going to change who she is <laughs> Right. So and if you raise it, if you raise a pampered spoiled diva, don't be surprised when she acts like a pampered spoiled diva. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Leo. Um, like Leo, Black China's mom is a to to me. She's a different story. She's always Ooh. been in the media as a ratchet old hoe. She's damaged. Yeah. You can, tell Cole's mom, you can tell you know, giving them kids up for adoption and then, you know, them chasing them behind you, trying to get you up. Like, not all moms are deserving of no, of but even I'm saying the basics. But, but not Tokyo to say that Tony, that's how her mom was, but right. But I'm know, saying Black Tokyo China's Tony, isn't it? She's a specially damaged person. You can see her. You can see that like the psychological is issue like, she has. So and it's then like she goes on these rants, like talking so horribly about her own daughter, yeah, the mother of her grandchildren. She's... It's despicable. 
She yeah. hates. Uh, she hates. She she is one of those moms. And that's her only child. Yeah, yeah. but no, she hates I'm, that Black China actually um fucked her way. Did what she couldn't do. Exactly. She did did what she couldn't yeah. do because Tokyo Tony yeah. was a stripper and a sex yeah, worker, and she never she raised still above makes that. Videos and, and streams of her twerking and just yeah. Oh my gosh, lady, she, sit down. She's a very damaged person. Like I said, you can. That's that's what happens when someone never gets out the light. You they 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 are really her mom. I felt more huh? sorry for her than I felt sorry for. Her. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you got a bleeding heart when it comes to parents, and I I never realized that about you. I think that's, that's no, but beautiful. I'm saying that's not normal. That's not regular parenting. That this is someone who oh, yeah. really never should have been a parent. She never should have been a parent. She's a she's a wait. What you for sure? Yeah, but you know what it is. Why why it is like that? Um. Uh-huh. Because I realized that trauma is passed down, mm, and most, good women, point. most people don't get healing for the trauma that they went through as kids, which caused mm-hmm. them to do shit as adults, and it's good shit point. that they never healed from. So that's why it's like, and it, and it's not just parents. Um, mm-hmm. I try to really empathize with a lot of a lot of people, and mm-hmm. I, I give y'all. Um, when I went to jail, and I went to jail uh, for the cop thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up putting myself into therapy. When I went to therapy, I literally went into therapy thinking that I was fine, but I've always been told that I've had a temper, right? And so I didn't think anything of it because to me, like being reactionary to certain things was kind of a norm for me. I never really thought it was anything wrong. Like, I, you know, I went through my traumas and shit as a child, but when I actually went to therapy and started to unpack a lot of the shit, I never realized how damaged I was until I actually unpacked a lot of the things. Because what we usually do as people, you so-called get over it, but you never realize what things impact how you react to things and who you uh-huh. choose within your life. And um, if you've had a lot of unhealthy relationships with people and yeah. you're, you're used to toxicity and shit like that. So mm-hmm. it's like when I started to go to therapy and I went, I'm I'm actually going to get back in and not because I'm going through anything, but it's because it's just fucking good to do. Yeah. But when I but went, a lot of black people getting over, it just means ignoring things. Yeah. And when you ignore it, it just gets worse over time. So it's like, that's you're not, you never really got over it. Yeah. And so but you, you, go ahead, then. like, I thought I was fine. I thought I was like, okay, you know, maybe I just need to learn how to channel my anger. Like if somebody pisses me mm-hmm. off or me being reactionary to certain things, but it was certain things that you do as uh protection mechanisms. Like you do things to protect yourself or what you, you think that you're doing things to protect yourself, but it's not necessarily that it's you covering up trauma that you went through and you kind of go into like fight a, fight or flight mode with a lot of shit mm-hmm. but a lot of shit you goes unchecked and uncovered. You try to stop the flare up and not deal with the actual underlying cause. I do want to speak to that though. I think you said something very important and I, I'm an empath. I, I just I I um have very little tolerance for um parental um parental abuse whether it's psychological or uh, parental what happens more likely than not when they're adults is parental manipulation. I've seen it in real time and um, it it is a a trigger for me. Um, I have just very little, very little um, 
tolerance for it. But I think you did bring up an interesting point, Danny. One thing that we don't, and even me in my zero tolerance policy of parental toxicity and manipulation is considering their background. Like I had a, I um, talked to a woman before and she was telling me how cruel her mom was growing up. And she said before her mom passed away, she had a conversation with her and her mom talked about how cool her mom was to her and how cool her mom was to her. And like her, her great, like two generations before her, like maybe three generations before her, um, the like the um, mother was enslaved and like you couldn't show love and tenderness to your children. And then her mother had learned that and normalized that and she was tough on her kid. So that is something to be said about, you know, not, you know, taking into consideration what their background is. But I just feel like at a certain age that you are responsible for healing your own trauma. It's okay. I understand. And especially like uh, our people, you know, 50 years ago, they had children very young. They weren't even developed and matured um, right. at the time that they were having children. But at some point, you should be able to come to your 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 adult child and make amends and, you know, be accountable for what you didn't do. And in, in, in an effort to move forward, be willing to participate in their healing for the betterment of your babies. Oh, I think you bring up an Excellent, excellent point. Um, because everybody is as you become when you become an adult, you are definitely responsible for your own healing. You're definitely responsible for that. You're definitely responsible in healing your own trauma. Um, the problem is most of us kind of cover up our shit. Um, especially if we become successful. Um, when you become successful, it's like people think that your trauma and shit disappears or it, it's, it's, it's magic. It, it magically disappears. It's gone. So it, shit plays out though. And if it don't play out through you, fuck around and have some kids and watch who will play out through. But here's the thing that we also, as especially in our community, we have to uh, really realize a lot of our pregnancies are not planned. <laughs> oh yeah. So a lot of these people who end up having the children, they are very damaged, but they never even considered past of whether or not I'm going to have the baby. Then once they have the baby, because children can trigger a lot of stuff from your own childhood that you thought you buried. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that they didn't realize, especially when the children hit that same age that they had the trauma growing up and all of a sudden it triggers that in them. A lot of people don't think about that. They're so focused on whether or not I'm going to have the child, how can I pay for the child, so forth and so on. They're not thinking about their own emotional issues. And then the child is here. And then like, that's how generational trauma can continue happening because you never healed from it. And so you learn those, all those bad habits, which especially in our community, we have horrible bad habits of parenting and we just pass it along. And we never have the discussion, okay, about what do I need to change so we can have a healthier, my child can have a healthier childhood. And that's what we need to focus on, having those type of conversations. That's an excellent point, Ms. J. An excellent point. An excellent point. Um, but a lot of us won't read or take parenting classes. They say child children don't come with instruction manuals. Mm-hmm. Actually, they, they do now. <laughs> actually, they do. Um, and there's tools and tricks and um tips that you can actually use to uh help your child develop development and help. Yeah, they have a whole class now. You can actually College, any community college take called child development. They will literally walk you through the steps from zero to 18. I can't even. I mean, lie. you can learn about it online. You I, can write, read a book. I mean, you I can do the research lie. and find it. 
I don't like like a lot of the expert the uh, the experts and a lot of the manuals and books like to me they are specific for other people not to say that there aren't any written by our people because there are but I would prefer to glean from you know real examples because you know I, like there, there's no every child is different but like actually speaking to people who've gone through it and talking to people who have experienced it is more has been more beneficial to me personally honey um it's so funny because i'm the type of parent that panics every time um my child would uh not necessarily do anything bad but um, I would panic. Let's, let's just say he may have gotten a bad grade or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just don't want him to be dumb. Oh my gosh. Oh. And they, like, Solomon is, they'll be like, he's just not paying attention, girl. Ain't nothing wrong with him. But you know, I would be the, like the type of parent that would panic every time something. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm a worrier. I didn't think I was that bad at first, but yeah. Um, yeah, having kids probably magnifies it, you know, especially a boy. Oh my gosh, like, especially, you know, thinking about boys when they're little and how they are, and whew, yeah, that probably magnifies your anxiety. Yes, and then being a single mom, um, we don't, I don't have a lot of men surrounding me. Like, um, now his dad is in his life and everything, but his dad stays in a different state, and so he doesn't get to see his dad as often, and then it's just me and him, and you know. Currently, you know, it's me, him, and Curlin, and and Curlin's daughter, you know, my stepdaughter. So it's uh, now it's a it's a better situation. But before, it's like it's me and him, and um, really trying to learn and understand. You know, like I don't, I don't want him to be a messed up uh person when he gets out here. So you know, yeah, yeah, but especially because right. black mothers, we have this um. I wouldn't want to say campaign, but it is kind of a extreme emphasis on the damage that black mothers do to their single mothers do to their sons that we almost go the opposite way and we kind of baby them too much. And that can be a problem too. So it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to, to buy yourself to have that happy medium. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it it sometimes my mom went, my mom went with that with my brother so I understand that yeah. you know what I have to say though um, that's probably why I kind of um, was so excited about um, the topic when we were talking about like parents and their responsibility to children and Vanessa's situation is because I feel like in our community. Um, because we've normalized, like we, we do kind of go by a certain code that, you know, as children, you're supposed to obey your parents that, you know, not too long ago, your kids were to be seen and not heard. And I think that it, it almost excuses parents like poor behavior and manipulation as it relates to their children, because, oh, you owe me because I brought you into this world. And I absolutely hate that. And I wish that we as a culture would get moved beyond that because you have a greater responsibility than just bringing me into this world you made a conscious decision to bring me into this world um you know you as the parent have the greater duty of responsibility and i just hate that you know how, you 
know how black families are like, okay, you know, that's your mama, no matter what she, how awful she is to you or what wrong, how she's wronged you. I think that that is just absolutely not okay because some of these parents, mothers and fathers have done irreversible damage to their children with their manipulation tactics, their psychological abuse, their physical abuse. And it's just not okay. And the child should have every right to say, no, I don't forgive you for what you did. No, I don't want you in my life because of the trauma that you caused. No, I don't want to deal with you because you are a trigger for me and my mental um, illness. I think, you know, I just, you know, wish that we as a community would get to that point because it's not okay. It, it's absolutely wrong. It's absolutely deplorable. And it, it um, infuriates me. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, like I said, everybody is definitely responsible for their own healing. Everybody, um, when you get to be an adult, you're responsible for who you are as a person when you become an adult. And we don't seem to tell kids that um, <laughs> I had this teacher and God rest her souls. Her name was Miss Steptoe. And she was a little, little short, light skinned, real fair skinned woman. And well, Danielle, you know, you got to make sure you take care of yourself. Ain't no magical shit gonna happen when you turn 18, girl. You just got to take care. And I thought she was so, it was so interesting because I had kind of, you know, they tell you when you turn 18, it's going to be, life is going to be such a change. And when you turn 21, it's going to be this big thing that changes and nothing happens when you hit those ages. You just get yeah. a year older. Um, mm -hmm. You should have some more responsibility about yourself but i thought it was so interesting right it was like i kind of had that mindset well when you turn 18 you're going to be able to go hang out and you can do this and i'm gonna be Nothing a changes. And, from the, yeah, from when you're 17 and and you they, know 11 months but, and, and yeah they always and, have you they always have you looking forward to a future birthday where you're gonna get these answers and then yeah. when you hit the birthday it's like oh no no that's not real it it's the next when you know we hit twenty five. Oh, you'll be able to rent a car, and you then it it'll really yeah. hit you. Oh no 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 no. When you're when you're twenty nine, I still don't know anything. Oh no, when you're thirty, that's when it really happens. No, when you're forty. No, when you're fifties. When no. listen, yeah, life is a journey. Okay, <laughs> you have to yeah, always be learning. That's all it is. It, there's no age you hit where you get all the answers. I wish it's I had the answers. experience in hindsight now, though. Like, I, oh, if I could go back in time with the experience and hindsight that I've gained. Literally just yeah. from going through things now, like when I was, you know, when I, I could go back to 21, oh my gosh, things would be so different. Yeah, you know that's what, what they say. Uh, Youth is wasted on the young. To be honest with y'all, um, and now I went, I've gone through a lot of things, but I wouldn't change it because I feel like all that stuff strengthened my um my core. Oh, like me to too. That's why I want to keep it all with me if I go back because <laughs> it's made me into who I am as a woman today. You're right. But you could you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to be a teenager again. Hell, Hell no. no. In this day and time, <laughs> oh no. First no. of all, everything is on the internet. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, no, I would I prefer not to. I wouldn't want to yeah. be a teenager ever again. Like, no. I think, I think that was those were the longest years yeah. of my life, and I'm so happy they're over <laughs> oh gosh um shout out to black wizard he said i just had my son juneteenth he says my parents wanted to talk to me about a facebook post where i was mentioning emotional trauma and being a loner and how it helped me understand people they got mad at me wow oh, wow um See. 
That's, yeah, that's, what I'm that's that BS. That's that BS. That's the, that's that. That should have prompted a very heartfelt discussion with them wanting to hear you out. That's not something you get upset about. And maybe unless they're just saying like, "I wish you would have come to me." But even still, like, I don't like man, that. you can't talk to black parents like that. The older know. generation, right. are you kidding me? Right. They always want you to come, and then when you talk, they spend the whole five hours fussing at you. Like I could have yeah, never even. If I knew gonna we were gonna have this discussion, I never they... would have brought it up. And they're never going to be uh, like be accountable and say yes, I'm sorry, and never. I did wrong. They black never. parents don't do that. That's the two words you rarely hear. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Well, <laughs> I'll say with my mom, with my mom, but my mom had to go through a lot of uh, stuff to make her more self aware. And my mom actually did give me um, an apology for the things that she did. Now, how many uh, years did no. a good 37? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. My mom actually apologized to me very early, but my mom had to go through a lot herself. But now what's interesting to me, um, I tried to manipulate my mom and my mom called it. Oh, she called my ass out. You know, as an adult, I still blamed her for uh, the shit that I put my own self through as an adult. Mm. And... <laughs> Child, I was mismanaging money like crazy at about 25. And I was like, well, it's your fault that I mismanaged money. If you had been a better Mm. mother, I would have learned how to manage money better. And I Uh wouldn't be going through all of this. Girl, my mom was like, hold up, (laughs) hold up, hold up, hold up. First of all, you don't even live here. Second of all, Mm. um, you you make any other damn decision without me. <laughs> you ain't asking me, should you date this guy? Should you be with this person? Should you hang out here? Should you go over here? Should you do this? She was like, um, I I did what I could do. Um, and then you were still put in a better position than most people in my situation because I live with my grandparents. And I'm not going to say I live the worst life because my grandparents were great fucking grandparents. But even still, they had some shit to them too. But it was like yeah. my mom was like, You ain't gonna sit here and hold uh keep holding shit against me because you wanna be an irresponsible adult. Uh-oh. She was like, Sister, you need to get it together. And I it, it really made me think because I was mm-hmm. trying to be like, Well, shit, it's your fault. It's still your yeah. fault. Yeah. See, now I don't believe like I do think that there should, you know, there should be like conversations had and hopefully like in, in there's a third party or, uh, you know, an uh, intercessor or intermediary um, that you could either talk through or that, you know, um, someone, a mediator who could mediate the situation. But I don't believe in like, you know, beating someone over the head, especially if they have a pop, not, not saying that this is your situation, but if they have apologized and you say that you've moved past and I don't believe in continuing to harp on it and be like, Oh no, cause you did this. You did. No, no, no. I, I do believe like there's, there is a point where you could become manipulative, the manipulative person in the situation. Child, I, I thought I had me one. I, I was going to um, beat her over the head for this shit for the rest of her life. And she was like, Uh-oh. nah, sis. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you know, at, at some, certain points, your ass got to take responsibility. Right. Cause sometimes, sometimes we can use our parental lacking <laughs> as a crutch. Yeah. Well, if you don't didn't teach me this, this is why I didn't do know this. And you're the reason why I got pregnant. And you're the reason why, you know, yeah. um, you, you know, at some point in time you have to be like, you know what? Yeah, that that crutch is needs to be removed. She didn't go, but that she was a good go. thing. That that was a good that was a good part of parenting for her to do that. Because sometimes you have to hold that mirror up and be like, "Wait a minute, I'm not going to keep taking the blame for stuff." Yeah, I didn't do some stuff right, but at some point in time, you have to, you know, 
figure it out yeah. yourself. So. Yeah. And so um, it forced me to put on some big girl panties, y'all. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh, no. The pull-ups been off, honey. The pull-ups is gone. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, so. Um, but I think one of the things that can really help us as black people, we had, I mean, because we don't really have like a formal, you know, like the Jewish people, they have like the bar mitzvah, the bat mitzvah, where you hit certain lifestyle, I mean, certain milestones in your life where you know you should do this, you should do that. Black people, we don't really have that. So we should really get together and, and do like at this particular age, you should know this. At you this particular age, talk to your idea. kids about that. In addition, yeah. they use that to kind of help build the nest egg of, of, of their young. You know what I mean? Right. So That's what I'm that saying. You can have, you good idea. have that kind of parental book. Like at this age, teach your child this. At this age, teach your child that. And keep going and going and going and going so they know, okay, this is how you do it. Because we, we have too many different groups that we follow. And not everybody follows the same group. So everybody's growing up in this hodgepodge thing and it's messing everybody up. So we need to have our own cultural benchmarks where it can be written down and you just pass it along to each generation. Who's going to do that? I don't know. I but that's agree. what we need to come up to it and have. That would help us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Brown Becky, do you have anything else, honey? Um... Hellstorm and I have kind of sort of been talking about this in the chat room. Um, so I don't know if you're mentioning, I don't know if it's because you're a black channel that you're saying it or if that's truly how you feel or how you perceive it. Um, I'm not sure which one it is, but I feel like certain things are not a black people sing only when it comes to parenthood well, um or... i think you have a good point i think our focus primarily is on you know we talk about black issues you know i think yeah, that's why I'm asking, our audience, like, our targeted audience is black and we're black and that's what we can relate to the most but i do mm -hmm. agree that some of these issues are universal but what in particular were you thinking of that is not strictly a black issue Um, oh my god, I just <laughs> I just had one and I forgot. <laughs> um That's okay I mean, if you go ahead. Or otherwise if it comes back to you, because I, I mean I'm yeah, just if interested. it comes back, I'll let you know. Um okay. I've been in and out listening and you each said so much so many things, so <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But um yeah, hopefully it'll come back. But I yeah, absolutely I know that not all of these things are black issues. Um I, I have to say I think that like the trauma because i do believe that we suffer from you know post-traumatic slave syndrome i think that you know we do normalize a lot of um you know deplorable things and uh, you know so i think that those things are more um specific to us as a group or do typically tie into you know our people but um and and, and i was um i, I was raised um, in a um, completely white city. So I had growing up a lot of white friends and stuff and I saw their upbringings and I can't say that it mirrored what I saw in my own home, but I can say my black friends, it was, you know, you couldn't tell one house from the, the other. Um, if, you know, if someone just dropped you in the middle of the home and you wouldn't know if it was my house or theirs because there were so many similarities. 
That's one of the unique things about black people, especially in America, or at least the ones who live in like the Western countries is that Mm -hmm. we have a culture within a culture. Mm -hmm. So there are some things that we can go ahead and share with other people in America. And then there are other things that are almost specific to our culture. So we we have kind of like a dual situation going on. So it, you know, that is what it is, but uh, not all of you. You're right. A lot of stuff we have is that does pertain to just us, but not all of it. There's a lot of it that also comes from the outside that we share with the outside down the side simply because we live here. We're in the Mm -hmm. environment. So. I agree. We got a super chat from Brother Roger report. He says people know how to raise children. A lot of people don't do it well because they just wanted to be strong, independent women that don't that didn't need a man or the dude never wanted to be a father. That's an interesting perspective, but I don't think that that is the reasoning for some of the traumatic behaviors that we see. Um, I mean, well, I guess it could actually be a, a underlying factor. You know, if you are, you know, chose to be a single mother and you- But this goes, this, out, I, a lot of but, these behaviors, a lot of these behaviors go back before we had the single mother epidemic. They go too. back generations. I, I so. agree to that. I think that like, what I was trying to say is like, there may be like, it could be an underlying issue as far as now you're more stressed out as a mom and you're not able to be the best mother you could be because you're doing everything by yourself. So yeah, and being respect, a single mother will exacerbate it, but yes. our yeah, culture, but- the, the dysfunction we have goes back before we had the single mother epidemic. Yeah, but you people know, people like what- to act like we were all hunky doors before. <laughs> if you talk to the people who live there, we weren't. So this is the thing to me too. Um, you can love your kids and still not know how to raise them. Um, right. Good point, Danny. Y- you don't necessarily like you can want to be a good mom, but if you never really, and I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily say good mothers be get good mothers. Good fathers make good Ooh, sons. Say that. And so when you, you have Pat, like that, that shit passes down. Um, so I agree to a certain degree, but yeah, it kind of teeters the line because you, with me having a son, I don't have, like I had, I have sisters. I wasn't raised in, I was raised in a house with one sister, but I was 17 when my sister was born, God rest her soul. But I didn't grow up with my brother. So I never really had examples on how to raise boys. I can still be a good mother but not necessarily do everything that I'm supposed to do because I never had an example of what it was like to raise boys. Mm, or to hear, okay. And I'll give y'all an even better example. When you deal with, um, let's say you're dealing with a man who was raised by his father. So guys, men talk to boys differently than how women talk to boys. Um, I don't like to... So with me, I'm kind of, I'm softer. I'm, 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 and I know that's kind of funny. Well, you're a woman. Yeah, I'm a woman, right? But with men, like Curlin is probably going to be the more disciplinarian type of person because he actually grew up with his father. He was raised with brothers. Um, Men talk to men differently. Men talk to boys differently. Um, and so it's going to be a different aspect when you're a woman versus when you're a man. And especially being a single mother, it's not to say that you want to be a bad parent or you know how to raise kids or, you know, you might certain aspects, you know what to do. 
I know he he needs to be fed. He needs to be cold. He needs uh, nurturing. Right. But you may not know how to teach him how to pee standing up type of thing. Something exactly. that's more, you know. But you I'm know. saying the, the boomer generation, they raised Generation X. The boomer generation had their parents. They right. raised Generation X and it was a horrible experience for most Generation Xers. Because mm. <laughs> right. it's not just, people act like just because you have two parents in the house that everything is hunky-dory. And that's not, they're outside influences also. You know, yeah. the Generation X were raised with their parents going through the drug epidemic. Right. So we had, you know, there was other things going on. So it's not just single mothers. I know that's, you know, people, we always want to put a lot of things on single mothers, but I'm just saying this goes way back to before we had epidemic of single mothers. Right. Right. So right. we can't just say that's the reason why we are. Did it help? No. But we're not in this position oh, yeah, just because of single mothers. This, this goes a, back generations. Yeah, this isn't a burden that just single mothers can bear. There are so many factors that come into play as to why, you know, um, you know, uh, our children are being raised in the with in the with these traumatic experiences. That is not no. something that just single mothers can 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 no. bear the burden of. Yeah. So I'm saying we've been we've been beating the hell out of our kids and talking to them crazy for a very, very long time. This is not a recent thing. <laughs> so that's something we need to work on. We haven't yeah, been educating we children properly for many generations. We talk to like we were yeah. dogs. So you know, it's something so, that we normalized and passed down. Right. So yeah. that's not, I'm just saying that, that the single mother issue isn't helping it. No, but I'm saying our stuff goes back way before the single mother epidemic. Okay, Brown Becky, you in the chat. What you got on it? I told you I was conversing with people in the chat. Well, <laughs> she keeping the chat popping. Um, um, you know, Anthony said, "Go ahead, Brown Becky." Oh no, read it. Go ahead. Uh, it was just what uh, Danny had just highlighted. She said he said something about uh, single mo or mothers knowing how to discipline their daughters really good. Um, I think that as a mother, a lot of times you see your flaws, your flawed areas in your children, and you think that disciplining them will somehow prevent those flaws from being exposed. So, you know, you the part about you that you don't like, it, it seems to be magnified in your children. So you feel like your daughters, because they're like many versions of you, so you feel like disciplining them will somehow, you know, prevent that from manifesting, which it never does. No. Right, like because they learn by they learn by what they see more than what they hear. So if they see you doing fucked up point. things, chances are they're gonna also, you know, emulate that behavior. So you can tell someone all you want to, but if you're showing them something, they're gonna go by what you show them. Absolutely, not but by you what, what you occasionally tell them. So here's an example: my two daughters, like my daughters, are exact opposites, and it's funny because they're the exact same sign. But um, one Mr. Fine, both are cancers. Oh. One of them is like bullheaded and she's very, she's very strong, very strong spirit. And it's, and I'm a very strong person. I have a strong spirit, but it seems magnified times 10 in her. My other daughter is very emotional. I'm a very emotional person, but it seems magnified times 10 in her. So, you know what I mean? Like it's traits that I know they got from me, but it just seems like just, oh my gosh, so much bigger in, the, in them. I can see it so clearly in them. So that's just a small example. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why, like you said, that's why so many parents can't get along with their kids because their kids are basically little mini- miniature versions of them. My sister yep. goes with that, goes to that with one of her daughters. But the thing about it, they have the both the underlying stubbornness. They just go about it differently. Like my sister's very extroverted, but her daughter's introverted, and they butt heads because <laughs> they're both stubborn, but they go about it different ways. So mm-hmm. you have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and I hated being emotional, and I hated that. I was, you know, I love being a strong uh, person, but I hated part of, you know, the fact that my personality was so strong and I was so um, stubborn in some ways. So, like, you know, it's the part about myself that, you know, I I like that I'm feminine and that I'm a woman, but like being so emotional and always having to feel everything because I'm pretty empathic. Um, was one of the things that, you know, drove me crazy about myself. So to see it in my daughter, I didn't beat her or anything like that. Or it, it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, she's so emotional. It just, yeah, it was just very interesting. And to sometimes see it in her and children, children, and sometimes children can look at their parents and decide, you know what, I'm not going to be like that. So they may have the underlining personality trait. They just go about it completely different because they make Ooh, a point to be completely listen, opposite. That happens too. point. Yes. Mm. Like if your mama was always wild and out, you can be like, you know what? No matter what, I'm not gonna be like that. But you're just a stubborn. You just go you about know it. A different what's way. Hilarious. I okay. So with me, it was certain aspects of my mom's personality that I did not want to be like. Right. Mm-hmm. And people would call me little Tracy because me and my mom really look look a lot. We looked a lot alike. And I would mm-hmm. be like, well, no, I'm me. So I'm not little Tracy. I'm Miss Danielle. Like, call me by my damn name. Like, put some respect mm-hmm. on Honey, right. it's so funny because looking when at you it. get now, older, you're honey, like, I have so many. We- <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I I'm the same way. I'm the exact I was- same way. Yes, I, I swore I was like, so different from my mom, but the older I get, I'm oh. like, I'm a miniature version of her. Like, how oh the gosh. hell did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I hated the fact that my mom, my mom was a very strong, and you know, she was like strong, independent type of woman. And I hated that, you know, she didn't, she wasn't as feminine with my father as I thought she should have been. So I like, you know, I was a daddy's girl. And like, you know what? Cause that is so funny to me, though. I don't know why. Crack it up. What part about it? I think it's because you still have your southern. You still had your southern bell thing. Um, well, yeah. And my mom, like I'm, I'm my mom, like you know, every single night of the week, we had three home cooked meals, and she worked. She was a caterer, so you know, like my, my, mainly on weekends and like holidays and stuff, she worked a lot, but she worked, um, you know, as a caterer. So, or, or she worked late nights because she would do like some supper clubs and things of that nature. Um, but we had three home cooked meals and, you know, like just, so she was very domestic, but at the same time, like she was like sassy, you know, like attitude, like, and I hated that. And I used to be like, I never, like, I didn't like that. If I saw her like give my dad attitude, I was a daddy's girl. I'll be sad. I like, no, she ain't. And I just had to never like be like that. And I just went out of my way to make sure, like not unnecessarily, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to speak my mind, but I try, you know, to be respectful and not that like, give all the attitude. 
Yeah, you learn by what by behave by watching instead of by what she said. And I'm saying you can you can definitely go out of your way to not be your parents. Even though the underlying personality traits you may have, but you just decide I'm gonna behave yeah. differently. <laughs> it's you in the and it's so funny because when you find yourself um doing some of the same things, you like, well, I'd be damned. Mm-hmm. And you don't even be realizing it. You don't even realize you're doing it. It's all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, this looks familiar. Like, damn it, I'm doing the same thing. That's all it was. Because I was like, <laughs> oh no, you're gonna have to put some respect on my name. It's me. I'm me. And I had I yeah. felt a very big need to separate myself from being my mother. But the difference like, is, but I'm saying, but the difference is they probably knew your mother when you were when she was your same no. age. So yeah. you thought you were doing something completely original? Like, no, I actually seen this movie before. You're like, damn, I yeah. am the sequel. Like, uh, no, you, you, you little Tracy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn it, I'm Miss Danielle. Call me by my name. I'm not like her. Child, so many aspects. And it's funny as hell because we both loud. Um, she was an extrovert. Uh, she could read a room. She was just one of those people, but Mm-hmm. I'm actually like but, a, a great value version of her. And it's so funny. <laughs> I'm like a corny version. Like my friends oh. used to go and hang out with my mama without me being there. So yeah, child. I'm like the corny version, but it's hilarious. But I mean, typically, typically the two things, the two things that make you who you are is your environment and your genetics. Yeah, so sure. if you if you have people who have similar genetics and similar environment, they are mm-hmm. typically they will turn out the same. So yeah. I thought I was running away, honey. I thought I had it. And she was like, okay, watch. Yeah. Hmm. Mine hmm. came later than what I was expecting, but yeah, it hit me. I'm like, damn, I am really just just like it. The difference <laughs> is she just more she's more extroverted than I am. Yeah. And she's more like she likes to be around other people. And I'm the kind of person I have to read the room first. Mm-hmm. And if that room gets crazy, I'm out of there. That's my so mom, funny. no matter how crazy. No matter how crazy it is, she'll stay and try to work it out. I'm like, uh uh-uh, I'm out. Peace. Myself and my (laughs) siblings, like, my mom had 10 kids. So, like, me and my sisters, like, growing up, we would always be like, you act just like mama. No, you act just like, we would, you know, all of us, like, "Uh -uh, I'm not, you know, like mom, like you are. So, we would always, you know, tease each other about, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you act just like mama. Because you don't see the personality traits that you inherited until later on. You're like, oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. True, true, true. Or you find yourself saying something that they said, and you sound oh, just like them. It's like, exactly. Oh my gosh. Like my because oh. part of the time I was also raised by my grandma, so I have these old, old, old Southern sayings. I sound like I came from the nineteen twenties, <laughs> simply because you know, I always listen to her a lot. <laughs> was your, people be looking at me really, like, "What are you?" Huh? Uh, is your mother really witty too? Because you're, you're like real quick with the comebacks. I mean, like, oh, yeah. Like, it's like, no, oh she my is. Gosh. And my grandma is too. Mm. Well, my grandma is like, she's like more stern about it. And she'll like get on you in a heartbeat. She don't care who it is. She's going to get on you in a heartbeat. If you, she see you doing something crazy, she's going to tell you about it. <laughs> and as I get older, I find myself doing it too. Like, why am I commenting on this person's life? They don't even know me. They did not ask for my opinion. I'm like, oh, you should be doing that. You know how this is going to end. I'm like damn, just like my grandma. That's so yeah. funny. Um, well, this was an interesting conversation. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Danny. 
Um, it says a job will have you 27 years old with a 56 year old best friend. Like, damn, what's the grimace? <laughs> Man, true. That is so true. Like, every one of my job friends, like the real friends, people I hang out with, but the job friends I like hanging out with, they're all older. I mean, about to hit retirement. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Now, the friends that I've met at my jobs, like, it's typically people that, well, some of them, like, I've met, I've met some girlfriends that I'm, I've been friends with for over 10, 15 years, but, like, a lot of the people that I meet are, like, people that I would not hang out with, that I kind of click with are people I wouldn't hang out with outside of work. Mm. Meaning we don't have anything in common, not, like, I wouldn't want to hang out with them, but we just, you know, aside from, like, work activities and things of that nature we are just completely different like polar opposites right but see when i have for my work friends the only thing we have to have in common with is personality like we don't have to have outside things in common the only thing we need to have the only thing we need to do is click with our personalities i don't care about your personal life i don't care about your marriage your kids who where you went to school with can we get along on this project and get to this insufferable work week without making it worse. That's my main priority being a work friend. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I'm the same A lot of old people. So the old people that I work with were fun and funny because yeah. they don't care what they say. They really well, don't. They don't care what they say. <laughs> and they also don't mind, they don't mind when you gossip. Like some people, they don't want to gossip. Like you shouldn't be saying this. The old people love to gossip. Oh yeah. And there's nothing, and there's nothing you the office. And there's nothing you can't tell them where they're going to look down upon you, okay? You can tell them the most yes. ratchet story. They already heard it before. They, they already everything. lived it before. They already did it, so they don't look down upon you. Just be out there just like, yeah, I, and I did this, and I set fire to all my husband's clothes. And uh-uh, I, and I'd be careful about talking to old folks, because just like they know all the office business, I'd be like, uh-uh, you ain't going to be telling my business up in here. Oh, they will be telling you business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trust, trust yeah, exactly. exactly. They, they will. They will. Gossip about your ass in a minute. <laughs> Oh, in you a heartbeat. And smile and, and, and smile and pay for your, your lunch, too. Why do you do that? Talk shit about you. Hey, baby, how you doing? How was your weekend? That's exactly how they do you know, Bring you home-cooked meals, Listen, take you out to lunch, all that stuff. Team, and talk about they you like bring a dog. pound cake and everything. We have a team of yeah. office assistants, and they're all like old like that, and that is just how they act. I mean, but they always be like, "Did you hear about what happened to someone?" Like telling you all the all the business, and then they cackle like like they kind of get like snippy with each other. It's like so oh, yeah. funny. Like, like, it's hilarious. So I have two older ladies that work in my office and they are both Capricorns. So y'all know I study the signs and so I sit there and watch them. And you know, Capricorns can be quite stubborn, but they're actually mm-hmm. generally wise women. For the for the women, the, the women are generally wise, right? They will get into it, but it's not like a hard get into it. It's like they know, like they both bullheaded. So they'll kind of calm down with each other but anybody else get a smart mouth with them and see if you don't get your ass told off i was oh, like sure. wow for sure it's so funny one 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 um time i was listening to two of the office assistants going back and forth uh at each other and one of them told her 
told the other because she had recently now she was in retirement age she had to be like she was like 67 and the other was about her same age they actually went to school with each other and she said something snarky to her and she said you just uh, the one that was 67 had just gotten married like two years prior she said you just mad because you don't have a man to cook for i was like oh my god no, she didn't. <laughs> like, they no, like they throw some they, eggs out there i'm like yes. dang that hurt they, they, when they be I'm saying, yeah, they be going for the juggler with them verbal arguments. Mm -hmm. They will have yes. it, have you question all your life choices, your yes. entire existence. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, you know, asking like, God, oh, why did my mama baby. birth me? They be saying all sorts of stuff to you, man. Like, so, don't like, yeah. yeah, do not get in verbal arguments with an old black woman, honey. It's over. Mm -hmm. If you didn't need therapy yeah. before, you are gonna need therapy <laughs> afterwards. <Blame> <laughs> <laughs> we, this was actually a fun, fun kind of fun, lighthearted discussion. I enjoyed enjoyed this show, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up so Danny can get her shop on, and I can finish cooking Sunday dinner. So, yeah. Brown Becky, do you have any closing commentary, honey? Manipulation is on both sides, both genders, and it's not just Pookie and Ray Ray, and that's it. Thank you. And I agree wholeheartedly. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you coming up and um, joining us. Uh, Miss J, what are your closing comments? Uh, nothing really. We said everything you need to say. It was a great conversation. See y'all on Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Miss um, J, when you when you gonna start your channel, darling? Because uh, Miss J got a whole goddamn fan club out here that she just. <laughs> I, well, right now I'm trying to I'm trying to do my thing to get my insurance license. So okay. I should okay. be studying, and then I gotta pass it, and then I'll do the Medicare as an adjuster exam or thing. producer. Producer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to do it from home and avoid the COVID stuff. So yeah. Well, That's good luck with that. Um, well, thank yeah. you so much. I take my test on Thursday. That's the first oh, step. I, sh I technically should be studying right now, but you know, spell. I got a voodoo spell for you. I, I <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Stop well, saying. I need all the. I need all the good luck. So I appreciate it. You got it, Miss Day. You gonna you gonna ace that? <laughs> yeah. We actually need to uh, probably. I'm gonna um um actually send you an email, Miss Jay, about something. But um, thank you for coming okay. up as always. You know, we always yeah. enjoy your commentary. Um, this was a very good conversation. I literally enjoyed the entire conversation. It was so lighthearted. Um, I didn't even get triggered today. What? Boop boop. Look at that. Ow. Um, I'm proud of me. <laughs> um. This was interesting, though. I absolutely um, have to say that as it relates to male manipulation, like we've reiterated that, you know, these the manipulators come in all shapes and sizes. I also would beckon women to kind of pay attention to the tips that we talked about. Um, we highlighted some very key things that, that you generally see through um, almost all uh, male manipulators. Um, yeah, and absolutely make sure that you're doing your homework. If something doesn't feel right, if you're continuing to see red flags, um, don't ignore them. Don't think you're going to change them. Don't think that you can wait it out. Like, and if, if you so choose to try to attempt to do that, um, I don't feel like you have the right to cry about it when it's over, when your heart is broken, when you're sad. Um, you know what it is. You understand that, you know, he's playing you and you still continue to stay along for the ride. 
um, you know, you, you have to eat that at the end of the day. Um, I think that's all I have to say as far as the topic goes. Other than that, thank you to the two lovely ladies who joined us. I don't know why no one else came up uh, to join in on the discussion, but we certainly enjoyed uh, Brown Becky and Miss J and um, their commentary. Uh, other than that, thank you for everybody who super chatted and thank you to everybody who joined us and chimed in in the chat. Yes, um, I absolutely positively enjoyed this conversation. This was dope. Um, whether it's t- uh, 60 people or 200 people that show up, um, we're always right. grateful um, and thankful for everybody that comes through. Today was a really, really dope conversation. I feel relieved. I feel good. So it was it was a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody who super chatted. Um Everybody just be careful and set your boundaries and get you some healing if you need some. And I think Mm -hmm. that will alleviate a lot of um, manipulation. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy, Um, especially if you're dealing with past traumas. Um, Also, nothing wrong with taking a parenting class or two, especially if you're a single mother or hell, even if you ain't a single mama. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but thank you to everybody who came out. We appreciate all the support, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. Be safe. We're out. Peace out.